Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Charge Shot Games Cast. I'm your host, Ben, aka the Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is the internet's Justin Zero Score. Sorry, it's been a long week. Hi, buddy. <laughs> I am the internet's Justin. That is my new title. The best I one it. I the best one I know, so <laughs> I know a lot of Justins on the internet. Well, thank you. Yes. And Joining us, we have a very special guest tonight to talk about a very specific topic, which I'll go into in just a moment. Uh, it's Mr. Ten Button Gamer, aka Diez. Numero Diez. Welcome. Welcome, senor. We're going with that, yeah. Como estas, mi amigo? I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I don't even speak it's French. Okay. I'm Canadian. It's okay, man. I don't speak Spanish either. I'm not fluent at all, and I live in Texas, so that's all you need to know. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Charged Gamecast. We'll get into the topics, uh, we'll get into sort of what we've been playing in just a moment, but just sort of break down something new we're going to kind of bring back from the show. Uh, we're going to start doing topics again, because I kind of like that when we did that early on, so that is why uh, Parsi, uh, who I 10 button games here, also because he's a very nice person and seemed lovely to have on the show. Uh, we're gonna, we're, his topic today will be on game preservation. Uh, physical media versus digital media so that'll be a debate between him and justin where i will just go like this the entire time <laughs> um so going forward that'll be a thing that me justin and hopefully tyler if we can uh assume everything works out on his end uh we're going we're going forward um and also if you have any topics that you, uh, you the audience have any topics that you want to submit to us um as long as they're not too lewd crazy or rude then we will go do with them on the stream uh, but let's go ahead and continue on with the show proper. Justin, what have you been playing with it? Playing with it? What <laughs> oh. have you been playing this week? So what we are doing the Jizz cast then. Okay. We are. We, we are <laughs> let's do this. Only for My, fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm apparently in a mood right now. Justin, <laughs> what have you been playing this week? And why is it not Monster Hunter yet? Uh, because I don't own Monster Hunter and it's a trash game for trash people. Um... <laughs> Like all of my friends are playing it, so I had to. I had to say that. Um, oh man! No, I actually haven't been playing a lot. Um, I've been in kind of a weird mood. I'm just like dabbling in a few random games. Like I'll pick it up for five minutes and then you know move on to something else. Like I can't really get into anything. But um, I mean, I've been doing more Outriders with Thomas. Um, it's actually pretty cool. We got to the point where you unlock like the uh, the modding stuff. Um, so like the the person you can go to to like mod your gear and uh, switch out like the the special um, like the ability modifier things on them. I don't remember what they're called. Uh, and it's a really neat system because like you basically you use like the materials that you. Uh, grind out from around the world and stuff and not only can you like swap out whatever is a is equipped to that item piece um but you can also like level it up so each piece of gear has a level um and normally you know you would just find a new piece of gear that's more powerful and you'd swap it out um but in this case like if you really like the way something looks or like you're attached to its abilities and things like that um, you can just keep putting materials into leveling, leveling that gear up with you and keep it for longer. Um, and you can also uh, change its rarity. So, you know, just like other looter shooters, like you've got your, your normals, which are just basic, like they don't really have any uh, any like mod slots or anything like that. 
Uh, then there's rare that have one mod slot, and then there's uh, unique, I think. Purple. Let's just go with colors. <laughs> Blue is rare, the next up is purple, and then like yellow or brown or gold, whatever. I haven't gotten any, so I don't know exactly what the color is. Um, and so you can also put special materials into like bumping it up to the next tier. So like if you you know bump up a rare item, it'll have two mod slots instead of one. If you bump up a normal item, it'll go from having none to one. That kind of thing. So like it kind of it kind of encourages you to keep your gear longer, which I haven't really seen another game like that, like a looter shooter like that. Because um, usually they're just like, here, have all the loot. <laughs> and this still does that, but, like, it feels a little more personal when you can kind of customize to your needs. Because um, every time you, uh, like, break down gear, like, get rid of stuff you don't need, if it has, like, a mod slot in it that you don't already have, um, it basically adds it to the the things that you can slot into other gear. Um so, like, it might be something that, like, raises the attack power of one of your abilities by 10%. Um, so, whenever you upgrade another piece of gear, you can add, like, any of the mods that you have, like, in your stash onto that gear. As long as you have unlocked it, you know, in, in the list. Um, so, it kind of helps you to, like, make the build that you want, rather than just having to deal with what the gear you're given. Um, and I thought that was really cool. But the game itself, I mean, I already talked about it. Like, you know, watch last week's episode or listen to last week's episode for more of general details. But it is a very good game. Um, I like it a lot. Um, we have had some some disconnect issues, which sucks when you're like in the middle of a really like strong firefight. And it's like your third time going through it because you keep dying. And then your partner drops. <laughs> and so you're just left there like, just survive. <laughs> Just survive until he gets back. <laughs> um, but it's also... that That's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, it's it's hard. Like, there's some hard firefights in that game. Um, but aside from that... Uh, I'm actually having a hard time thinking of, like, specific games. Because, um, like I said, I've just been dabbling in so many things. But I'll, I'll just go into... Um, <laughs> this will lead into our topic on game preservation, but I wanted to share the story now um, so I can, you know, probably call back to it later. But I, like I said, I was having a hard time thinking of a game to get into. Um, and so, like, on a whim, I was like, you know what? I recently replayed through the Ratchet & Clank PS4 game. Um, I wonder, like, if if I can get any of the others, like, you know, through backwards compatibility or whatever... Um, because that one is available, like, on the PlayStation Plus collection through, uh, the PS5. I also own it, but still. So you can play it on PS5. I didn't know if any of the others, like, how the, you know, how the PlayStation Store works. Um, so I looked it up to see if, like, maybe they were available, like, backwards compatibility, like, digitally on PS4. No, they don't exist on the store. Uh, the PS3 games, so, like, the the Ratchet & Clank Future games... Uh, are available on PlayStation now, specifically. Or exclusively, I should say. Um, so, like, you can't just buy them on the store or whatever. Or, like, if you already own them, you can't download them. Um, they're basically locked on PS3. Or PS2 if you have the originals. But I have the the Ratchet & Clank collection, like, of the first three games. 
Um, that I just happened to already have up here. I'm not like putting it on display for nerd reasons. Um, and then I have the the PS3 games physically also. So like, I already own them all. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to plug in my PS3 and play them. Um, because I know that like the PS3 stores closing down and all that, like that, that's a whole other thing that we'll get into later. Um, I was like, I want to, I want to boot it up, make sure there's no like updates or whatever that you need to go through before these, this system is basically taken offline forever. Um, so I'm just going to play through them all. And so that put me down a spiral of like, I'm going to do like, for those that don't know, I haven't really been putting out content or anything lately. I'm, I've been kind of on a hiatus. But this put me down a spiral of, like, I'm going to do a full series retrospective, cover all of the games, this big ambitious project for my basically first thing in, like, three months. Not sure why I thought that was a good idea, but I'm going to do it. Um, So I I grabbed my PS3 out of the box, because I still have its box. Um, I couldn't find the power cable. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, so I was, I looked up on Amazon. I was like, surely the a power cable for this thing can't be super expensive. I'll just buy a new one. Um, and the only listing I found for it was PS3 slim slash PS4 slash PS5 power cable. I was like, wait, what? Like, is it the same one? So my PS5 is plugged in right next to it. So I just unplugged that, plugged it in. It turned on. I was like, Seriously? So the system isn't backwards compatible, but the power cable is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I've been using the same ones for the PSP, Vita, PS2, 3, 4, and 5. They're all the same cord. Yeah, that's insane. It's actually the same cord that the Dreamcast and Sega Saturn use. What? Wow. I did not know that. That's awesome. That's, I, cost, per, that's like cost effectiveness and yeah. also like, hmm. I hmm. could be wrong about the Dreamcast, but for sure the Sega Saturn. It's also a little upsetting, though, because, like, has the voltage not changed? Like, wouldn't there be, you know, power output issues? Wow. I don't know. It's not. I don't know. Yeah, it just seems kind of weird. <laughs> not an electrician. Right. I just know they're the same. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm probably not going to keep using the one from my PS5 because I want that to be plugged in. But, like, my PS4 is upstairs and I never use it. So I could just pull the power cord off that. Um, but, yeah, so weird thing. Um, so I got it plugged up. Um, and booted up the system. Like I, I put my, my, you know, disc for the Ratchet and Clank collection in. Of course there was a system update, went through that, whatever. And I, I noticed I'm missing one Ratchet and Clank game, like one of the PS3 games. And I was like, oh crap, it's going to be impossible to find now. So I looked online physicals are already stupid expensive because everything PS3 is stupid expensive now already. Um, but on the PlayStation Store, it's like 10 bucks. But they already took down the web version of the PlayStation Store. You can only access it through the PS3. And my PS3 wasn't letting me sign in, which I assumed it's because I changed my PSN name. Um, like, when I got my PS5. So I was like, well, crap. I, like, I have these physical games. I can play them just fine without having to sign in but there's this one game I don't have and I can only buy it digitally. So I spent the next like hour troubleshooting, like why I can't sign into the PlayStation network. Um, 
And it ended up it wasn't because of my my username. It was a weird thing where like if you have two factor authentication uh, connected to oh. your account, like the PS3 doesn't recognize that, so you have to like go through some back thing in your account, like on your the web account um, that is not really advertised or anything. Um, I found like a Reddit thread with other people that had the same problem, and this guy was just replying to everyone with "Do this, do this, do this." <laughs> Um, so I figured it was legit. So I did that. It was like a temporary password thing. Signed in just fine. Um, I go into the PlayStation store, find the game, 10 bucks, put it in my cart, go to checkout. Um, I had PayPal as an option for checkout. Cause like my, you know, my card was like, like years expired at that point. Um, so I go to PayPal, check out. And it was requiring me to verify the the information of my default credit card on on file. Why? No idea, but I don't have that card. (laughs) That card's not active, it's not valid, so, like, what do I do? I'm I'm trying to check out with PayPal. Like, that's not any of those other things. Um, But that was the only way it would let me pass. So I was like, whatever, screw it. I went online, got a, like, a $10 playstation card um added that to my wallet went to checkout selected the wallet as my checkout source still needed my card verify like i'm not touching my money (laughs) (sighs) so the only way i could figure out to get around it was to go into my account like the the billing info account management and um delete out the the card information which needed my password verification to to delete which again why couldn't they just have your password veri- verification when you're checking out <laughs> um and so i deleted out any other card information in there like you know others other old ones and so the only thing left was paypal and my wallet and they don't let me check out without a verification so after all that i was able to get the game uh I was able to purchase the game, I, I should say. Like, it was that much work to give them money. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's still downloading because the speeds are stupid right now. Like, I did that, like, first thing this morning. And after, like, an hour, it was at 3% with a game that's wow, 18 gigs. Yeah, it's not even that big, right? No, Compared? it's not. Jesus, so, servers are running over time right, now. That, that's kind of the point. Is like Everyone is on there right now scrambling to get all these games before they go away. So it's just a nightmare to do anything on PS3 right now. But I own all the Ratchet & Clank games now, so I'm going through them in order. <laughs> so yeah, point is, um, I, I started replaying the first Ratchet & Clank game again. And um, I'll have full thoughts in the the video I end up putting out. I've kind of been, like, recording them as I play, basically. Um, And, yeah, that game's... Just just kind of as a brief, that game's real rough to go back to. Um, (laughs) It's like... I never played it. Like, I started with Going Commando back in the day. Like, you know, on PS2, when I was a kid. Um, So I never played that one until I got this collection. Like, what was it? Like, 2009 or something? It seems right, like 2010, 2011. Uh, 2012, according to this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, almost a decade ago. Um, Don't say that. Stop. (laughs) Stop right there. Stop. 
Um, in our defense, 2020 doesn't count. So. No. I don't know, 2021's not counting to me right now either. Well, so. yeah, that, that's fair. We're four months in now. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I, I played that first, like, when I got this collection, and I was like, oh, so this this is the first Ratchet and Clank game, huh? Um, and I, I basically put, like, an hour into it and then quit because it was rough, and I moved on to the one I liked. So, like, my goal with this was, like, I'm going to give it a fair shot. Like, I'm going to, you know... Play it without the the judgment of, like, knowing the future and stuff. The problem is, I recently uh, beat the PS4 version twice, uh, because I was trying to get the Platinum. Oh. And I did not realize how close this one is to that. <laughs> like, gameplay-wise, you go to the same planets, get the same powers, like... They, they changed the story, and there's more content in the PS4 version, and, like, you know, quality of life improvements and things like that. But, like, structurally, it's the same thing. Um, just retold. So, I could not dissociate the two. Because everything I played, I was like, man, I just, I wish I was playing the PS4 version. Because it's all of the same content, but better. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's, it's hard. Um, I love the series, and I'm excited to play through all of them. Like, it's it's actually got me more excited about, like, making something than I have in a long time. Um, just kind of using that as an excuse, you know? But that first game is just not... It's not fun. Like, you can't strafe. That, like... What? It's, it's a game about aiming your weapons at hordes of enemies, and you can't strafe. It makes no sense. So you have to, like, do loops to try to... And you're usually you're just shooting into the camera, just hoping you hit someone. Because taking the time to actually move the camera around, like, gets you hit. And you really can only take four hits. Uh, because you don't get more health throughout the game, like in future games. So yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I... I did like the intro level for uh Oddworld Soulstorm, is that what it's called? The new one? Yeah. Oh, because that's on PS Plus, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like I'm not a big fan of those games, but I figured, eh, it's free, I'll check it out. Um And I'm probably not gonna play any more of it. Like, it's not my style of game, so I don't wanna be unfair toward it, but gameplay wise it's just a little jank. Like, the the opening tutorial kind of level has you basically escaping, like, a, a burning habitat. I don't want to say building. Um, and, like, you're running around, you know, jumping, like, grabbing things, whatever. Doing your... But... Doing that... No, actually, you don't do that yet. Um, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you But you, like, you pick up, essentially, ammo. Like, these water bottles... And you have to aim and throw them at the fires to put them out to, you know, continue forward. Um, which is kind of clunky in itself. But then you also get, like, basically beer bottles. So, you know, flammable liquid. And you use that to create fire to burn down, like, blockages in your path. But then you have to put out that fire before you can continue on. And it's just kind of slow and clunky. Like, it's, it's the idea of, like, you really only coat, like, one square at a time in front of you. 
So putting out fire can take, like, four or five water bottles. So when you're making the fire first, and then waiting for something to burn down, and then putting out that fire and continuing on, it's, uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's not my kind of game. Um... But I, I was I was curious about it. I wanted to see if maybe it would grab me where other ones didn't. And it Which did not. What was that one? Oddworld Soulstorm? Yeah, it's the what new one. Oh. It just yeah. came out. I've I've only played Oddworld Munch's Odyssey for Xbox. See, I liked that one. Like, the 3D one? I did, too. I call it a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Well, I also like Stranger's Wrath, uh, which is also an Xbox one. Um but those are like the spinoffs, like the you know different yeah. play styles and stuff. I don't really care for the main like Abe trilogy, mm-hmm. which is this is the end of that. You don't, you don't want to say the Madokans? You monster! I mean, I don't, I don't care about them. Wow, heartless monster! Like I don't want to see them die, but like I don't feel the need to save them. You know, someone else will probably. Do I look like Superman? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do, honestly. Just take out the glasses. I know I know you can see Superman. <laughs> Have you ever seen Superman and Ten Button Gamer in the same place at the same time? Oh, yeah. No. Therefore, you are Superman. Uh, I do not have the body for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what Clark Kent would say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, while spilling it's his coffee one. and then like, oh, look, a bird. And then like, where the fuck did Clark go? <laughs> <laughs> Rip off the, the suit and it was just a, like a, a body suit the whole time. You just oh, ripped. I guess I'm Canada, so it had to be like Captain Canuck. It couldn't be like Superman's. Well, then again, uh, Superman was be, originally uh... in Toronto, wasn't it? I don't freaking know. I don't remember <laughs> the history of Superman's comics. Ben would know. You could be Vindicator uh, from Alpha Flight. You could be that guy. There you go. Sure, I'll take it. I'm not a comic book guy. I wanted it to be, but. It's overwhelming. Don't trust like, me. You don't. You, yeah, you don't. It's okay. It's okay. It's a fandom you don't need to be a part of. <laughs> I just I don't care about Wikipedia. The every, well, the Comicpedia things. Comicwikia? I don't remember what it's yeah, called. Comic-ia. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I just do that and then like watch stuff. <laughs> Can't keep up on comics. I'm not been over there with the whole stack it. of them. <laughs> this, is, this is just one. And then the shelf here. I got yeah. two more over here. I have one comic in this room, and it's Pacific Rim. <laughs> Ugh. What? It's great. Pacific Rim Year Zero is a great comic. Yeah, I guess when you don't read a lot, I guess then it's considered great. Hey, okay. <laughs> I love Pacific Rim. Uh, like, everything that fine. universe. It's not good, but that's fine. Wow. <laughs> um... Okay. Uh, you already made Tom. Or you already made. Film? Yeah, you already made Thomas leave. Then you made Tyler leave. Is this what you're trying to do? <laughs> yes, I'm trying to hoard it all to myself to where I just have a solo podcast. Since I'm the star. I'm kidding. I'm not the star. I'm a slub. Uh, you got anything else you want to share with us, Justin? I don't think so. It was mostly just my my PS3 story. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. That was... Yeah. Uh, my PS3 is currently unhooked, and I probably should hook it up to download, download any. I think I have everything I wanted downloaded, honestly. So that's also I kind of wanted to check that too. Like I kind of did a, a quick search of like essential games to have, and I pretty much had everything I yeah. wanted. The one I oh the yeah. one I didn't I don't have, and I would like to have, but apparently it's physical only for some reason. Is 3D Dot Game Heroes, and like that's physical, physical copies of that are impossible. So I thought I'd just yeah. pick it up on the store, but no, you can't. 
Really? That's crazy. How bad has it gotten? Well, I think it's because it's physical stupid. only, so it's harder to find. Physical only, and then, like, you know, oh, YouTubers reviewed it. Yeah. yeah. Oh I've never God, played it. It seems really cool. It does seem cool. I was like, ah, because, like, five years ago, it's like, ah, oh, it's $12 at, like, the local pawn shop. I'll pick it up when, when I have, when I feel like it, when I feel like I have time to play it. Man, I hate doing that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean it's $150 now? Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I, I think about, like, looking up, you know, retro games. I'm like, oh, I've, I've, I've got a copy of this. Like, I could sell it. But then, like, it's just going to keep getting worse. So hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, I've got too many games, like, that are worth too much now. Yeah. Yeah. I have some PSP games that go for, like, good money. But I'm not selling them because I play them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I've so got a box of GameCube games down there. And, like, I still play some of those. Oh, that's... So. That's money. That's the money market right now in retro gaming right now. That's like the shit right mm-hmm. now. The GameCube, yeah. Oh my god, ridiculous. That N sixty four apparently. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's let's uh, go ahead and move it on. Um, Mister Mister Ten Button Gamer, uh, what have you been playing this week? Uh, very little. Um, pretty much. I don't have much time to game to game time to game. There we go. Uh, but I, I, like, I mostly stick to retro games because it's something I could feel familiar with. My, like I'm familiar with, I can just turn my brain off, and if my kid needs help, I can just drop it and go, and I don't have to. It, when I go drop back, I'm lost. Yeah, I dropped the kid. My <laughs> uh, gosh, I, I hope I didn't say that. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Run! <laughs> um, I'm not a father. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been playing like, like I, I do. Uh, we do this stream where we're doing like a Pokemon Nuzlocke race with one of my buds. Uh, we're doing that. Um, then I played the Messengers, like I guess the newest game I've played, <laughs> which is just an indie developer doing like 2D graph, like NES games. If you know, you guys heard of the uh, Messenger? I'm assuming. Kind of Ninja. Yeah, that was one of Ben's favorites. Yeah. The Messenger. Oh, I love that game. It yeah. was badass. It's really good. I was afraid to start. I was like, I suck at Ninja Gaiden for the <laughs> Nintendo. I was like, and I was like, I looked at them like, oh, I'm gonna suck. I, no, I it's not. Thankfully, suck, it's not nearly I, as hard. I enjoy it's, it. It's, yeah, and the music's really good. And the idea of just, have you uh, gotten to the point where it's the 16-bit stuff yet? Yeah, I've gotten past that point. I, like I, now, it's okay. like an open world where I have to kind of figure out where I'm supposed. Oh, to Oh, it's go. Metroidvania. Yes. Yeah. So you saw the greatest exchange, dialogue exchange in video game history, right? The about the conversation about the map. Yeah, the map. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean I have a map? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you? Mean? Yeah, just go look it up, people. It's it's it's, it's just it's, it's oh hilarious. My you have a map. Um, I had a map. It was a map the whole time. Uh, yeah. Um, so I've been playing that. I took a break last week because uh, it was just a stressful day. And I'm like, I need a game to turn myself off. So I've been playing Shining Force CD for the Sega CD. And Ooh, then... good man, good man. You have a Sega yeah. CD. Can I? It's right, actually, right over. Oh, oh man! I told you he's a game preservationist. <laughs> yeah, I got the Sega CD, and I have a 32X, and they're both boxed. So, <laughs> oh, you have the Tower of Power. Lo is so jealous. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lo. man. Yeah, I always look for good deals. So I got, I think the 32X I got boxed complete for like fifty dollars, like ten years ago. Nice. Wow. Uh, the yeah, because it was CD, back was a little more expensive because i got that like two years ago yeah yeah this, nobody wanted the 32x now <laughs> people do <laughs> i wish i still had my dreamcast 
I have so that. I. I actually bought that brand new 10 years ago for $80. That's I don't know how much it's worth now, bad. but... Yeah. That was, like, my brother got one for both of us, like, with separate sets of games. It was, like, an eBay deal with, like... It was, yeah. it was weird. It was, like, two Dreamcasts with, like, ten games each, like, as a bundle. I don't know. But he still has his. I sold mine. I don't know why. <clears throat> oh, man. Those things are a pain to deal with. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Disney. Oh, my God, that noise. I remember when I first turned it on because I bought it. I'm like, I've never actually had a Dreamcast. I've never played a Dreamcast, but I had it, and I <sighs> wanted to play, I think, the first Soul Calibur. So I popped it in, and it started making that sound. I'm like, this is brand new. Why is it already broken? That's <laughs> just the sound it makes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a feature. Now there's yep. like I guess there's like some Twitch streamers that put the microphone near the Dreamcast to get that authentic <laughs> feel of like you're watching the um, game. I'm like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, um, Maximilian Dude, a big streamer I watch, uh, he starts his stream off with like an animated thing and like it leans into Dreamcast and you hear you hear the and then it starts into the stream. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's no, it's iconic at this point. It's scary yeah, if you don't I know, love but it. yeah. The Sega CD is pretty bad if you're uh, with age because everything's kind of did some minor warping. So sometimes you hear that and you're like, oh, there goes the CD. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I've been playing for most part. Other than that, it's been like Stardew Valley because at night it helps me relax and oh, yeah. go to sleep. Uh, and then I think like three weeks ago, I started Ogre Battle for the Super Nintendo for fun. Ooh, nice. that's the tactical RPG, right? Yeah, it's one it's one I really would like to do a review on because I really wish they would do games like that again because I haven't seen anything done like that in a very long time. It's like the and... one big Super Nintendo game I've never played. I didn't know there was a Super Nintendo one. I've played yeah, the there's... N64 and the Game Game Boy Advance. Okay, so there's Ogre there's Ogre Battle, then there's Tactics Ogre for the Super Nintendo. That that's Tactics Ogre never got released to North America. Oh, they're different. Then, okay. Then there's uh, the PlayStation where we got Ogre Battle ported to the PlayStation, and then Tactics Ogre ported to the PlayStation. Uh, they were also released for the Sega Saturn in Japan only. Of course, and then of we course got... they were. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Ogre Battle '64, and then we got um, Tactics Ogre Knights of Lotus for the Game Boy Advance, which is a really good game. Yeah, it is. If you like Knights Final Fantasy Tactics Lotus? Advance, you gotta play Knights of Lotus. It's great. That's a, um, okay. And then we finally got Tactics Ogre again ported to the PSP, I do believe, mm-hmm. whenever. I don't know what Yes, that I remember. Was. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking of Tactics Ogre. I haven't played Ogre Battle. Yeah. You pl- if you played the 64 version, you've played a very bastardized version of the Super Nintendo version. <laughs> 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 the Super Nintendo and PlayStation versions are superior to the 64 version. Hmm. A lot of 64 slug. ports were pretty rough. Well, yeah. it, wasn't a it was a whole new game. It was just a lot slower. Oh. And it's already a kind of slow game if you don't mess around with the speed settings. So. But, hmm. uh, that's all I've been playing. It's, it's, it seems like a lot, but it really isn't when it's like an hour here Not and fair. there. I did, you reminded me of Stardew Valley. I forgot to mention one thing. Um, I've been playing a lot of Story of Seasons for similar reasons. Um because, like, it's been kind of nice outside, and so, like, I would let the cats out onto the new catio and just, like, sit at a, in a chair and watch them while, you know, playing the game. 
Um, so I've, I've made some pretty good progress on that, but the only thing I really want to say is that uh, I've been finding a lot more animals, because you, you tend to, like, tame them out in the wild in this game. Uh, you can so buy them, too. This? Uh, Pioneers of Olive Town. It's the newest oh, one. Oh, that's the new one, right. Yeah. Okay. It's really cool. It's a little overwhelming with some of the crafting stuff, but it's more, like, on the Stardew Valley side, so, you know, you'd probably be familiar with it. But, um, but yeah, so, like, you tame an animal that you find... And then once you tame it, you can buy more of them. Um, but yeah, so I've been I've been taming a bunch of animals, and I think I mentioned this before, but I've been naming them all after like some kind of product that they can produce. Um, and they're like their pun names, like mixing the product with like a person's name, and really they they work better in text. Um, but I have. Um, I have three chickens. What's a silky? I don't. I don't know what a silky is, but it's like a black oh, and white chicken. Are... Oh, silkies are supposed to be like hair chickens, and they look amazing in real life. Oh yeah, this this just looks like a grayscale chicken. Oh, but um, they have like kind of brown eggs, um, and I named it like I don't like I said I didn't really know what a silky was, so I named it Silphy, um, mixing silky with Sophie. And, uh, my other chicken is, um, uh, poultry. So poultry and Paul. Wow. Uh, and then I have, uh, two cows, which are, uh, Milkle, like Milk and Michael, and Cheester. <laughs> Man, these are some amazing names. <laughs> right? Cheese and Chester. Um, and then I just got an alpaca, um... And I wasn't sure what to do for that because, like, I mean, you get wool from it, but, like, I wanted to save the wool puns for sheep. So, in a, in a brief moment of brilliance, I named it Sweather. Like, like Sweater and Heather. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and I'm then surprised I... you didn't use the, the coin Egbert for a chicken. <laughs> well, in my in my last game, um, like the, the Friends of Mineral Town remake... I did all egg puns for my chickens. So I wanted to do it a little different this time. Um, Smart. Yeah. But, yeah, and then I, like, I I had my sheep plan for, like, since I got the game, basically. And I finally got a sheep, and it made me really happy, uh, because I could name it William. (laughs) And that one's my favorite. And that's my story. (laughs) That's amazing. I think the only thing I have to add add that is I just got like Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo recently mm. fully boxed and complete so uh, I'm proud about that nice. one but it's one of those games where you you like it for all its silly flaws and the only the biggest flaw was it ending after only three years Yeah, you can't continue the game it's not a great like, really? it's like it's like the Ratchet and Clank example like it's a solid foundation for a series it's not a very good game to go back to that game really started with Harvest Moon 64. I agree. Uh, but I, I think that what I liked about the Super Nintendo version is it gave you this giant piece of land. And mm-hmm. you did whatever you... And that was... You didn't have that in 64. You had that just decent plot that right beside your house. That's true. Well, this was like all over your house. Yeah. And you still really haven't seen that in a long time since like Stardew was when it first really started bringing it back in that kind of sense. Well... I will say Pioneers of Olive Town yeah. basically has that. Like, I do very little actual farming because, like, you've got multiple plots, basically. Like, as you go, you, like, 
uh, patch up a bridge or like clear away rubble on a on a uh, hill ramp, you know that kind of thing. And it just keeps expanding your your plot more and more. And you can put like whatever, like you know, buildings. Uh, you can till it for farming. Um, you can make like, do like makers, which like you know turn materials into other materials. Um, there's plenty of things to forage. Like it, it's a huge plot, and it's just kind of there for whatever you want to do with it. Mushroom logs, beehives, all of it. So nice. it's kind of along those to, same lines. I'll have to do get that when I have money again. Yeah, it, it's pretty <laughs> solid. <clears throat> Alright, so I guess I'm last. Alright, so um, I did play something else besides Monster Hunter, although I did play Monster Hunter. So I will <laughs> talk about that. Um, all because of certain events that happen, sometimes you just don't want to start something new, and you know you just want to play something that's just hey, let me whack shit. But I did start up Narita Boy on Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Uh, it's also on Switch. It's weird, man. Um, <laughs> it's basically a like sort of like fantasy sci-fi game where like it's about a game dev who like gets his memories erased by this evil program computer virus. So basically, you are the Narita Boy. You are. This program, I think it's a program, it was kind of, it's really psychedelic in terms of its visuals, like there's a lot of lights, there's a lot of like imagery, but it's also like like weird holy order, okay, I'll break it down. So, like basically he gets like, you see like this devil, like it's called him, like the villain is called him, which I, I assume it's a reference to the band him, his infernal majesty, if you remember that band. If there's a single band, I don't know, I never listened to it, but a friend of mine listened to them in high school. Um, and so basically they are like the they're like the devil, Satan, they're coming to invade the server, and they basically use those words server, stuff like that, like typical game terms, like ter- terminology, stuff like that. So the Narita boy, you, this creation is basically you have to help unlock the gate, the, the creation, the god, the creator's memories, the game developer's memories. So basically, in the first section, uh, what's cool is that like fast travel points are like the the, the guy's head, uh, just in the, in like the computer form. It looks like Olmec, and he opens his mouth kind of like something oh. from Guacamelee. Yeah, it's, it's it looks cool though. Like it doesn't look human, but like it's in its resemblance. Um, so uh, and at first it seems like kind of weird. It's like, well, dude, what do I do? You you gotta you, you can jump up walls. Uh, you do get a sword, you do get a sword, and it's it's pretty basic, nothing too crazy. The gameplay isn't nothing to write home for. I feel like, I feel like the main character, uh, Narita Boy itself, controls kind of slippery. Like, I feel like there's a little bit too moment, too much momentum on some things. I kept missing jumps, I kept jumping into pits. Um, sometimes I feel like the, the effects that they're going for, the aesthetic is a little bit too much on my dumbass brain. But they're definitely committed to it. So it's like combining the elements of sci-fi with like this religious holy order that's trying to defend this land or this computer server against this uh, invading force. And so that that's pretty cool. Combat is pretty much it's simple. Like there's some platforming stuff. You know, you slash with the sword. You have an evade. You, you can evade. You can. I think you can block. I'm not sure. And um, you can actually. You, 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 uh, your sword also functions as a gun. You can either shoot like a shotgun style, or you can like shoot up to three shots. Which I'm sure you can upgrade later. I don't know how it's gonna if it's like open world, like not open world. It's like Metroidvania, or if it's like say I kind of hope it stays the stage because the way everything looked, even in the first section, is like okay, don't get lost, Ben. Let's go. Um, so I kind of hope it's not you know like Metroidvania where it's like it's open, but who knows? Maybe it'll be distinct enough so I don't have to worry about that. But is definitely interested in. The- not so far, no. I only play like the intro, uh, but I can already tell there's going to be like an emotional journey. So 
like I said, the, basically the core game of this is to unlock the creator's memory so he can remember to to like basically like he like only the creator can save the cert save the game. So they have to unlock his memories. So like you basically go into like his head literally, and you see like a memory uh, of him. Like he like his dad, his mom is Japanese. His um, his dad is American, and sort of like you see the first memory you see is like him coming at home with his mom and stuff like that. So it's like it's definitely going to be some emotional turmoil there. Um, it's definitely interesting, and there's definitely a lot of '80s kind of synth music going on. I, I dig it so far, but um, how far will it retain my interest? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I guess we'll, I guess we'll have to see. Uh, but again, it's free on Game Pass. That's why I didn't feel like I'm not risking any of playing it. It's like 24 bucks if you want to play it on like the Switch or something like that. Um, also played more Haven today. That's the uh, the, the RPG journey game. Uh, I still really like that game. I only played a little bit before we started the show. And I only really play it because of the two main characters again. Um, things got more interesting. The villains that they were running from, uh, they have officially shown up and I fought them. Um, so it's like now it's not tight now it feels like everything's got like getting more tension because like now it feels like the walls are closing in, but then they're still being lovey dovey and the voice actors are still amazing. So it's like, oh, okay, everything's gonna be okay. Um, it's such a, and the soundtrack is great. Uh, I unlocked a new world. Like this is, this is swamp world. Um, and they found these new healing items that give me like way more healing. So, um, sometimes the game can feel overwhelming, but sometimes, but then like most, most, most part, you can just cruise through the game just floating around and just seeing all the cool shit and then just like my I, I won't lie my favorite part about this game is going back to their home after like you retrieve something and like you you use and certain things will trigger moments like if you go to bed it'll trigger a cutscene between them so far everything's sort of been new and like they'll talk about something and like it's either funny like hilarious, uh, funny like in, like provoking or sexy like there's there's no full on that these two are definitely have you know they're alone on a planet by themselves so of course they're and they're very much in love with each other um but it's really engaging so far so i'm, I'm looking forward to playing more but as for the 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 true game that i'm still playing is monster hunter uh rise uh i've officially i actually beat the game and no, i think i said that last time yeah i beat the game last time. Mm-hmm. uh i i've got into the fight i i don't know if it's the final star level for single player but I haven't seen any new monsters, so I defeated um, Diablos and Tigrex. I think those are some of like their like the I, I remember seeing like from Monster Ra- Monster Hunter World. Those are the big monsters, and I didn't realize how like like I always thought okay Monster Hunter monsters they're kind of big, and then I fought Diablos yesterday. I was like, oh oh you're big oh shit like you really get a good even like in docked mode in handheld mode you really get a good. Uh, size comparison for it, but I beat his ass. Uh, then the game ne- wanted me to fight both this uh, Zyogre, this monster called Zyogre, who's like this lightning tiger, and Magnamalo, the game's mascot, in one hunt. I'm like, you son of a bitch! All right, you have to, you have to, def- you have to hunt them both. And uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, just because it says hunt doesn't mean you can't capture it. Capture counts as a hunt. So if that, and that's easier because some, all you need to do is just whittle them down to the point where like you can throw a trap down and you can throw the, the gas in front of their face and that counts as a victory. So now that I know that, I'm like, okay, I can do this. But man, it was kicking, it was kicking my ass so hard. And I, I, I don't know if my armor wasn't high enough and I thought it was, or the fact that the armor I was using didn't have the electrical resistances that it needed. Um, but I did it anyways. But I did learn about how like skills work in in, in Monster Hunter. 
Uh, or these armor skills. So, like, if, if you press ZR, like, they, there's, like, five different tabs. And the last one is, like, skills. And it's also a level one. I was like, what the fuck is that? Why aren't they, like, going up? Because I hate when that happens. I'm like, what the fuck? Because the game doesn't tell you about it. I don't think it does indirectly. Or maybe it will if you play, like, the other mode, which I'll talk about in a moment. And I asked my friend about it, who's, like, a Monster Hunter expert. He's like, oh, those are your skills. They're, like, stacking skills. So, like, say you want, like, um, attack an attack boost. That's just an example of a Monster Hunter uh, boost. If your chest piece has attack boost and then your helmet has attack boost, that means your attack boost has level two. So that's how you basically get them to raise up. Um, so early on, uh, unfortunately, that means early on, uh, in order to get like efficient, like not necessarily efficient, but like certain specificalities uh, in terms of buffs, you have to mix match your armor, which fucks with me because I like having closest to armor. And this game does a, has really cool sets of one armor. And that's why I've been rocking. And I'll tell you right now. I beat the game not mixing and matching my armor, trying to optimize shit. I beat it without doing that. But uh, it's just something for you to know. Um, apparently, there's these things you unlock that you can then like decorate your armor. So that means you can get more of those resistances and max out shit. But early on, it's basically don't worry about it, kid. You'll worry about it later. Uh, but I, I'm glad I know about it now because now it makes me think subconsciously. The good thing is... Say you have an armor set that you particularly like, you can save that in your loadout section. It's like, okay, for this monster, I want this, for this, and this. And, and I think that's really cool. So I have, like, four loadouts now. Like, okay, this is for this situation, this is for this situation. And it's not optimized or anything, but it's just like, okay, I like this armor, I like this armor. Or sometimes there are full armor sets that I have, so I can just go there and switch it out versus going over to the uh, the armorer all the time and switching it out that way. It's much faster. Um yeah, uh, it, the game, I think I've kind of hitting a wall a bit with the game just because I've done most of the single player content and what I'll probably be going forward doing is just doing more of the, 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 two, the, the online stuff or the hub quests, which that's like the true game where it's like you're, you're hot, you're low rank, you're high rank stuff where you get more stuff getting that way. So, which is fine, which means I may not be playing the game as much, I think, cross my fingers, who knows, I might, I might be lying, uh, cause I know there's still monsters in there that I have encountered. There's like this weird spider monster, but maybe that's only unlocked if you uh, get the um, a certain level in the in the hub rank, but not necessarily in the public rank. I don't know. Um, I, I just know I don't want to. F- or I'm just gonna go through the low hub uh, uh, hub rank quest so I can get some armor points to beef up some different pieces of armor and then go from there. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But it's still a fun time. Uh, I actually did experiment with two different weapons. Uh, I tried the uh, the gun lance as as I famous mentioned last week, and it's a badass weapon. The problem with me is that it's a lot slower uh, than using the even the big sword. The big sword you could dodge the uh, the gun lance. You really can't do that because you have a big ass lance and a big ass shield, but you can guard, and it's actually pretty effective against certain attacks. Um, so you just have to be more careful about picking your spots, but there's something satisfactory. Uh, there's a check combo you can do that basically like, I guess lines the monster with, with like explosives and it's just like over and over again. It's, it's a really cool thing. And even reloading, if you chain it, you can reload into your combo and continue your combo. That's satisfying as hell to do. Um, and there's one combo that kind of ends with like, you can do like a big ass shot cannon right to their face. Uh, if you can, if you can, uh, land it right and if they're delirious. So, uh, obviously your mileage may vary. Uh, but then I tried the, the very infamous insect glaive, which I know that's like a unique monster, uh, weapon from the series. And I was like, oh, I might have to give this a further try because it's very mobile. It's very fast. It's very aerodynamic. So I'll probably be trying that this week. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been playing this week. I'm probably, I'm going to try to play, go back to Bravely Default 
to this week at like as my primary switch game and probably start one of my xbox game pass games that i've been neglecting so much um uh but i think that that'll do it for me so for now let's go on to an ad break and when we come back we'll talk about the news All right, everybody, welcome back to the Charge Charge Gamecast. It's time for the news part. Uh, let's start off with something very cool and unique. Uh, this is coming from IGN. Uh, an engineer builds the world's largest playable Nintendo Switch and donates it to the uh, a children's hospital. Uh, space software engineer Michael Pick has not only created the world's largest playable Switch, uh, he has also donated to the Monroe Carroll, uh, Carroll uh, Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt for the kids to enjoy. Um, and yeah, there, there's some photos here on here that shows the scale it is ridiculously huge. Uh, unfortunately, I did not see the video on this just because, you know, things happening. Uh, every button on this 65 pound 70 by 30 switch works just like the real one, but Joy-Con and Switch Pro controllers can also be used. That's really cool. Pick, uh, pick this built, um, uh, pick built this switch with a combination of wood and 3D printing material and it uses a real switch alongside servo and microcontroller that allows the controller buttons to register when pushed. The joysticks were also 3D printed, rubber bands were used to center the jet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's like a nice interview with that. So yeah, that's, I love feats of engineering like this. This is badass. That's amazing. I, that wiring's driving me nuts though. <laughs> it's, <laughs> hidden. it's fine. <laughs> It's hidden. I know it's hidden, but it's like I know it's there. Yeah. You would hate my but, office setup then, because I do not care about cable management. I hate my own office. That's why I hide all of the back. Okay. Well, yeah, it's it's back here, but, like, it's accessible space, and I just kind of have to, like, like duck past it to get into the uh, storage. Oh, no. But, yeah, what I really like about this is, like, I've seen some builds of, you know, basically, like, like TV mounts with the uh, with the switch really kind of you know around it, yeah. but like this is functional. Like yeah. it's still a 4K like large screen, but it's also functional. I, I mean, as I, functional as it I can be at that size, but you know, like I don't see the point, but it's cool. Yeah, I, I think th- it's just a cool thing. I guess it's like, hey kids, come play. The- Look at this, isn't it fun? I guess it makes. I- I'd find if I was an eight year old, I'd find I'd have I'd have fun with that. I can see oh, yeah. it being really fun for the patients there of like, you know, it, it can get old, like living in a, in a place like that. So like doing things where they're like, we're going to play this together. Like I'll be on the left side, you be on the right side and we'll coordinate <laughs> like those kinds of fun games. out of Zelda it. Breath of the Wild. One has the one control. The other one has the other controller. Oh, that's yeah. just, <laughs> I mean, people were Absolutely. doing those challenges like with regular size yeah. Joy-Con. So just scale it up and it would be really fun. But the picture of him trying to actually like reach each uh, each side of the controller is pretty absurd. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how big the guy is. In to be honest, like how tall arm span length kind of dealy. Well, it's it's seventy inch by thirty inch. So if your arm so spans, not his arm span height. would have to be about seventy inches. Probably a little bit more. So. He's more than he's about. He, you frig, he's too taller than me. <laughs> In the words of Shao Kahn, impressive. Um, okay, that's such a cool feat of engineering. Yeah. Speaking of a cool feat of engineering, but this time on the digital side, uh, we have after the death of Mario, where we sadly no longer saw uh, our beloved plumber 
uh, on this plane of existence and his game Mario 35 is removed from the eShop uh, Pac-Man has seemingly come back risen from the grave to assert its dominance where Namco and Nintendo dropped a uh, plus surprise for Nintendo Switch online members I that's why I tripped that because I was like what the fuck are they called again um, Pac-Man 99 is officially live for uh, Nintendo Switch uh, online members uh, basically think if you like Tetris 99, here's Pac-Man 99. It's pretty much the same idea. You play Pac-Man versus 99 other players. Um, uh, you are there just to let you know there it is free, but similar to Tetris 99 that had a physical release which like had like single player modes, time attack modes, and stuff like that. It's out of, unlike uh, you get to wait for that for Tetris 99. It's right out of the gate with here where you have different uh, screens, uh, different. Um, a single offline mode, basically like that. So if you want to play offline, you have to pay like you can either buy it full sale for thirty bucks, or you just pay whatever you want. So if you just want one particular uh, stage, you just I think it's like ninety nine cents, something stupid cheap like that. But there's also different. Uh, we like, I didn't talk for about your character. Yes, yes, that's too. There's a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, did you? Because we didn't talk about it. I played it because I kind of wanted to save it for this one. Yeah. But did you guys? I tried try uh, Pac Man ninety nine. I no. suck at Pac-Man, just like well, I suck at Tetris. I also suck at Pac-Man, but I still tried it, just out of curiosity. <laughs> it didn't do much for me. I liked it. Like, I, I like uh, the Charge Games cast last week almost went up late because I kept saying, one more game. <laughs> just just, just, just one more game. I, I, I think the highest I made was 30, uh, 32nd place. Uh, like it's just, I, I like Pac-Man. I Historically, it was made fun of on this show because... I didn't know how to play Tetris because I didn't grow up playing Tetris. I, cu- I grew up playing Puyo Puyo. Mm-hmm. Um, or, so, like, I was like, what do you mean I have to line them up? So, playing, like, a game I know that's simple, like, okay, get the Wakas, and then understanding, okay, I'm going to counter, do this or that. Or you can play in certain game speeds on the left. I will say my own criticism is that because the the transparency of the modes you play on the left side and then who you attack on the right side, it's kind of hard to see. Mm-hmm. So maybe in different in in different borders, it's it gets easy to see. But I feel like that's in the base version, it's kind of a problem. But I think like shit, this is a nice surprise. Like it's Pac Man fits surprisingly well, and it gets really chaotic once you start getting in the top fifteen, top ten. Yeah, I think like uh, Mario Thirty Five is still my favorite of the bunch because I really like I grew up with Mario. I like that you know that style of gameplay and stuff. Um, I did not care about Tetris 99 at all. This is a little better, but it's just... I I like Pac-Man, like, you know, as just a quick little arcade thing, like, whatever. I have it on my my arcade cabinet, but mostly for my mom. um, Because she loves Ms. Pac-Man. Like, anytime we go to an arcade, she has to put quarters in. But there's something about the, like... The one level that just keeps repeating kind of lost me. Because, like, it, it basically works where you get all the pellets and then, like, a fruit spawns. And you get the fruit and it just repopulates the screen with more pellets. Whereas, like, yeah. in the real game, like, you know, it, it kind of changes colors different, yeah. and, like, there's slightly different layouts to the map and stuff. And I wish they would have done it more like that. Yeah. It just, it seems it too repetitive. Game, so. But there are I some think, cool I think things you... they added in, like, the, the things that slow you down and, like, the ghost trails and... You know, there's some cool strategy yeah. in there, but 
I think if, I think similar to Tetris ninety nine, like Tetris heads love that game, and I think Pac Man heads will love this game. This is who it's for. Yeah, um, it's also a great game to just pick up whenever you want, and if you're home, like yeah, fuck it, I'll just play Pac Man for a bit, and it's free. All right. Yeah, I mean, um, I was playing it like during downtime when my friends were playing uh, Dead by Daylight because sometimes like the wait time between matches is ridiculous, so we just you know sit in a call and chat, and so I had Pac Man going like while I was waiting. Um, so it's nice for things like that, but. That's about it. Okay. Uh, so speaking of long forgotten mascots, well, actually Pac-Man's not forgotten, but Alex Kidd was forgotten. Oh, you see what I did there? Uh, <laughs> Alex Kidd is coming back. You may ask yourself, who the fuck is Alex Kidd? That guy from Street Fighter? No. Alex Kidd was a, was the Mario answer to uh, that Sega had in the 80s with the Master System. Uh, what's a master system, you may ask? Well, you're either too young or you didn't own one um, to know what a master system was. Uh, so, ready, uh, so uh, new um, Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX is releasing on June 24th for the Nintendo Switch. I assume it's coming to other consoles. Uh, get ready to Jan Ken Pong, which I think is rock, paper, scissors in Japanese. Once more, as Alex Kidd's long way to return via Miracle World DX as officially licensed remake of the original Sega Mascot's first adventure. It finally has a release date. Uh, so yeah, there's a trailer for it, and there's a it's coming, uh, and actually pretty fitting that we have you on the show. Ten, um, it's getting a physical release uh, by Signature Edition Games, <laughs> featuring three enamel pins, a Master System theme box, which I didn't have any Master System games, uh, but I did like the boxes for them. They had some cool box art, um, a certificate signed by the developers, and more. So like, there's a there's a if you go to at uh, Sig Edition Games, uh, it's coming for PS4, PS5, Xbox One. Uh, and the Xbox series uh, of consoles, and the, the collection edition looks pretty cool. I never thought I would see a Alex Kid game. Um, that's like, that's that's kind of dope. Like I, I'll play it. I was, you know. Yeah, it looks like fun. I haven't. I think I've. I never played the original one on the system. I played. I didn't. I think they had one on like a Sega Collections of some sort at some point. I think a version. I'm not sure if it was the original one. I've definitely played it anyways. Um, but I don't think I ever went too far into it because normally I always like, got distracted with like Altered Beats or something. <laughs> streets, I don't know if it's this rage. one, but I have an Alex Kidd game in my arcade. Um, there's like a surprising number of Sega games that went to arcade also. Well, they were, they were the arcade monster. I know. It's just like they were traditionally console games, but they still went to arcade. Like, it's just kind of cool. Yeah. Sometimes reverse. I don't. I, it looks good. Uh, I watched the trailer before we started, and uh, it. I don't. It. It looks like it'll be a lot of fun to play. I like the art. Yeah. They kind of kept it simple. Yeah. And. Uh, I. I don't know. I'm mostly looking at the boxes because I like. Oh yeah, I, no, I, the, both, the... I both love, but I also know how like basic and generic the boxes are for the Master System. Just like graph paper with the title on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something you do in like grade eight or something. The but I do like it. Looks and... really cool though. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like if, <sighs> if if I had whatever is that euros? Oh, there there we go. Finally converted to Canadian. It took like five minutes. Uh, freaking ninety five dollars. Jeez. I hate my dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, I didn't mind it when yeah. when I was up there. <laughs> no, I bet you didn't. I didn't mind it like what was it like? Seven or eight years ago, when ours was higher for like three months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I also kind of like this because it's Sega continuing to allow other developers to basically use their games. Streets of Rage 4, which we'll talk about more in a minute, mm-hmm. uh, in a sec- later. Um, Panzer Dragoon, uh, the Monster Boy games, uh, and now this. So I, like, like, come on, Knights! Just, just do it! Please! <laughs> just let somebody make a Knights game! Come on! I, I, I also want to throw my, uh, my, my, can, can, can you give, uh, Camelot's Shining Force back, please, and make yes, 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 please. And and let's 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 get Rystar another chance. Like, come on, he only had the one game. Let's give him another chance. Uh, Camelot uh, actually needs to make a Golden Sun game, so back off. No, they don't. After no, the third one, they, no, they don't. <laughs> Sega has butchered Shining Force, the Shining series, for too long now. They they need to make Shining Force four. We haven't had a good Shining Force game since three. Which we didn't even get all the parts for. Nope. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I agree with with, with uh, Senor Diaz. Um, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. So, like seriously, license that shit out. Somebody's got to want it. Skies of Arcadia. Want, anybody? I I also want them to do like a remaster of like Panzer Dragoon Saga because I never actually played that, and I would love yeah. that. Looks so like, cool. Well, I They're don't have a thousand dollars to buy one. <laughs> They're doing a remake of Zway. So maybe if I mean obviously the first one did a lot did good enough for them to do Zway, so hopefully they'll do Saga because that's the one I've never played and I would yeah. love to play that one too. Or discs on the Sega Saturn and cost like twelve hundred dollars to get. Oh, it might God. be more now. I don't know. Oh, that's stupid. I saw somebody like at a Portland like I, I'm pretty sure it was Portland because that's like the a holy ground for retro games. Like apparently somebody like sold their entire Saturn collection. There was like just gems of English and Japanese Saturn games. Like ah, damn you! I wish I had my second Saturn still. Anyways, <laughs> okay, um, let's go ahead and move on as we mourn the return of Alex. Mourn the return, celebrate the return of Alex Kidd, but then mourn the delay of Death Loop. Uh, the new uh, this game coming out apparently it's been delayed. Uh, they this on their Twitter. Uh, we made a decision to delay the launch of Deathloop to September fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Was it supposed to come out in May? I believe something like that. Yeah, May or June, somewhere. It's a there. summer game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, but we hadn't so heard anything to... about it, so I kind of figured it was going to get delayed. Yeah, uh, we're committed to quality and preserving our team's ambitions for Deathloop while ensuring the health and safety of everyone at Arcane. We'll be using this extra time to accomplish our goal, create a few f- stylish and mind-bending uh, player experience. We apologize for the extended uh, wait and thank you all for your passion and excitement. It's a field that powers our creativity and our hard work. We can't wait to show you uh, more Deathloop. So pretty much just like, hey dudes, I'm sorry, but we got to delay the game. Uh, they probably found something in there that's, um, Yeah. We don't also, want another Cyberpunk 77 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. We will say it's been a rough yeah. year for game development, so a lot we're going to see this a lot, a lot more. I yep. don't blame uh, the game just... developers. I blame corporations. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have. Also, you guys have a backlog. Play your fucking backlog. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I'm um, super excited right. for this game. I'm fine with the delay. I didn't know when it came out, so. Yeah, I was gonna. It's a first-person shooter, so you know how I feel about that. I, they give me two notches, so I, I wait till I, I. I feel like it's cheap enough to where I don't regret spending money on it before vomiting all over my screen. I think it might oh, be sorry. Game Pass. I, well, that's there you go. I don't have to spend money. I just have to spend sacrifice my my day because I pass out because of the intensity. You pass out. Oh, on game right. Pass. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. The game some, some of those games are just... Yes. All right, so let's move on uh, as one game is delayed, but then a revelation of some cool features might be in the, a Switch update. Uh, so there has been suggested that there's data mining... Uh, uh, on the recent update for the Nintendo Switch, I think it's like 12 point something, whatever, who cares? 12.0? Uh, that there, it, uh, it could be, uh, that a 4K version dock and has, and could have native Bluetooth audio. Um, so basically it's just for a new dock. Uh, it was done by well, Data Miner. the existing I, dock. Yes, an update for the existing dock. Um, not like a new, although I, I wouldn't put it past Nintendo to sell like a new dock. You know Probably. that would I wouldn't put it out to do that. Like a uh, data miner, three DS, yeah, yes, and I love internet names. Data miner oatmeal dome. That is a that is such a good name. Um, good. Has pointed out that the Switch 12.0 update contains references to potentially unannounced features. On Nintendo's patch notes, always say that the save data backup bug has been fixed. Fans, obviously, people are going to look as I try not to sneeze. Uh, oatmeal <laughs> oatmeal dome initially spotted the update seemed to allow the Switch docks to be updated itself. Something that shouldn't be necessarily given how the basic the components in the dock are. However, uh, <laughs> on Twitter, that's how it's pronounced. I'm sorry, it says in the thing. Hex keys, uh, I think. Yeah. Hex keys? Okay, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry to that person. Uh, the use of uh, CRDA in the firmware seems to stand for Cradle Aula. Cradle being the internal term for the Switch dock and Aula being a perpetrated codename for multi. Uh, Much rumored. Much rumored, sorry, my dad just texted me a second ago. Much rumored 4K Switch upgrade. Um, so, yeah, how do you like? And there's more in the article itself that you can check out in the description. Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys feel about this? I think it's interesting that the dock can be updated in the first place, uh, right? Because it's 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 hard, like, it's never been updated before. Um, it the people have said that, like, despite it being a, a USB C connector and like you know the system supporting bluetooth and all this stuff like those features just were turned off and they assumed it was for power saving because like USB-C is still kind of finicky so maybe it was like you know they they didn't want to possibly blow the switch by like routing more power to it or you know what whatever the case might be um it was like downcycling the the power for the USB-C uh, to specifically work with the Switch. There, there was a lot of stuff that came out when the Switch came out. Um, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, so the fact that they can just, like, pardon the pun, flip a Switch, and, like, suddenly the dock can support 4K is interesting. Um, the Bluetooth audio thing is less surprising. Like, Bluetooth in a lot of ways is software. Uh, so... I don't know why they didn't do it sooner, but right, it's possible that like the the power in the current switch, um, like to route part of that to Bluetooth audio would take away resources from other things. So they're planning on rolling that out with the new switch that would be more powerful and could handle you know that extra backend. But I don't know. It's it just it's crazy to me that they're updating the duck after like three years. Four years. Four years. Yeah, I don't even understand years. how it can update the dock. The dock's like it says small components. I it I don't know how they can make the dock go, Hey, I'm four K now. Right. 
Like, and it's got to be something with the with the connectors or something with the switch and how it transfers data. Yeah, like it is all through USB-C and HDMI, so it is possible. You said that the, it, it, it's true. You're saying flipping a switch—that's literally what they're doing. They're yeah. sending a packet going, saying, "Turn this, turn this on." That's how a lot of that stuff works. So they could have just been able to just say, "Hey, turn this on," and maybe they're going to have it so that it, it turns it on, updates the dock, then turns it, turn it off again. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's they possible. didn't feel any reason to do it before because, like the the again the power out for for output for like 4k support and everything would be more of a draw when you're not putting out 4k content what's the point yeah um but still just it's wild right so speaking of wild my game of the year of 2020 was streets of rage 4 and we have the long-awaited news on streets of rage 4 dlc titled mr x nightmare uh, so this is a full-on... No, it's not. Uh, that's the villain uh, from the first uh, three games. Uh, so yeah, after you know, Streets of Rage 4 gloriously returned, um, uh, it's going to get... Basically, in short, it's a very beautiful trailer if you haven't seen it. Uh, we're going to get new stages. We're going to get some classic stages. Um, and of course, the highlight is that we're going to get three new characters. I think... I, I'm already going to tell you who they're going to be just because of the silhouettes. And if you played the game, you, the, the, the assets are already technically there. Uh, the first character will be Estelle Aguirre, who is the uh, the cop you fight in the uh, in, in the game. Not the commissioner, but the woman who everybody wanted to have them step on them. Uh, so she's going to be the first playable character. She looks badass. Uh, and then, of course, the other two characters, based on the silhouettes, are going to be Max... Uh, from his uh, HD new sprite from uh, Streets of Rage, uh, from Streets of Rage Two, but you get to play as his older version. And then the last one is probably going to be Shiva, uh, who you also again was also a boss in Streets of Rage Four, but just not playable. Continuing the tradition of making Streets of Rage uh, from Streets of Rage Three, making the bosses playable in uh, in in the game. So that's that's pretty cool, and it's a substantial update. There's going to be a, a new a mode called Mania Mode, um, uh, new new tracks. Um, yeah, just basically more content, new weapons. There's like a there's ridiculous weapons in this in this update. Also, new moves. They showed off some new moves. Uh, yeah, this is not just a small little thing. Like they're putting a lot of time, and you can see why it's take. Like the game came out roughly about a year ago, um, and you can see what they're what they've been working on. It's it's been a labor of love. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I know Justin didn't really play Street Rage Four uh, last year, but Ten, uh, my dude, what do you think of all this? Uh, so I haven't played Streets of Rage 4 at all as well. I remember playing... I didn't play any Streets of Rage until I was in high school, so friggin' 2004. So uh, I never actually had the nostalgia for Streets of Rage. Um, I do like beat-em-ups, but I, I was mostly in, in with, like, Double Dragon, <laughs> that crowd. Same. Uh, but I, I've also enjoyed... I've always enjoyed the Streets of Rage. I just... I sucked at it. And it... But... Like this is the thing I like is that there's been a lot more beat 'em ups being released, new like new ret- like bringing back old games and making it yeah like, like the Double Dragon they got that the Streets of Rage they they're talking about the new Turtles game yeah Revenge of Battle Battle Toads came out like, like a year ago like oh, yeah. year yeah so like I'm liking these and I like the art style I just don't have the wallet to buy them all <laughs> <laughs> yeah not to mention I'm always waiting for physical releases um and that gets expensive. So, but it, it looks good, and if I know they had done, done a Streets of Rage 4 physical release and, for a limited run, and 
they're all sold out. You can um, you may I know you may not you may I may I know you may not want to go to Walmart because that place is hell. Walmart at least does stock it, and it's like thirty bucks. So really, I've That's seen. I might have yeah. to trip to Walmart. That, yeah, <laughs> that, that that your mileage may vary depending on the location, but like I've seen them in like my area. So supposedly Canadian Walmart's worse. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Our our Walmart. Well, I don't know. Our, we're in lockdown now. We're in what yeah. we call gray zone. So we just essentials. <laughs> but I want to buy sushi. No. Yeah. Food only. It's Go an home. essential. I promise. <laughs> it's essential for me. If I don't inject it into my veins, I will die. Um, I don't know. Let's rage. I will, Not I, rage. I, I, <laughs> Uh, I will tell you this, uh, Tan. If you play Streets of Rage two, uh, if you want to get through the game like super easily, just just jab. Don't don't repeatedly press it. Just jab, jab. It'll literally stun lock bosses, and you just clean through like the first half of the game with like no 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 issues. Uh, minor enemies might give you problems because they gang up on you, but like if you fight a boss, jab, 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 jab. It's super bad. It's super cool. I was like, wait, what? I freaking broke the game. Uh, okay, so. Um, anything else? Just you want to add anything else on the Mr. X DLC? No, I mean, I, I really like the art style of this game. I just have no attachment to Streets of Rage. So, like... I don't I don't think you need to. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really fun game with simple combos and gorgeous art style and, uh, like just fun shit to do. And yeah. short. It's not that long. It's not, a, it's not a huge commitment. That's the best part. Like, only a couple hours, really, isn't it? Yeah. The best part is that you can tell, you unlock um, like the classic sprites from Street Rage one through three, and they all play like their their original version. So like that's that they integrated them really really well. I think I only have like three characters left uh, to unlock to like com- after complete the game. Like okay, Blaze so going. F- I just went to yeah, a random I'll... point in the trailer, and that this Blaze characters. Is oh, a nice. Everybody player. loves Blaze. <laughs> everybody loves Blaze. Who doesn't love Blaze? She's she's the thick queen. Yeah. Um. I want her to be in a fighting game. Damn it. Anyways, so going from uh, it's not nah, it's whatever. Um, so going so uh, this is kind of a combination of two news stories. Uh, number one, apparently it's been reported. According uh, this is from IGN that The Last of Us, the 2013 PlayStation 3 game, might be because this is just rumor at this point. I think um, because I just want to say that right now. Is getting a re is in development and apparently uh, the game Days Gone that zombie game that kind of it has its fans but kind of came and went for most people. It's free on PlayStation. I know my friends really right liked now. it. Yeah, that's there. Uh, apparently Days Gone Two was pitched but was ultimately denied. Um, and then also, oh, I, if you want to go into it, Justin, we can. I, I just won't cover the article because it's a long one. Um, uh, uh, this, this, there seems to be some inner turmoil within PlayStation about like the obsession with making nothing but big blockbusters and not focusing on something. And like, hey, we need something smaller. Um, so let's talk about the Last of Us remake first. Like, is it is it time? <sighs> it's. I still feel like it was. I thought it was like released in 2015. I didn't realize it was 2013, but it was released, re-released for the PS4 yeah. already. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it just a... doesn't feel like it's time to remake it. Okay, so I I don't think it's time. Like I think they should just do a new one. But like I kind of understand the the desire to, because that game was made. For PS3, when it really shouldn't have been, 
It was held back by the hardware. Um, and I think they had to make some sacrifices to the design for it. And then Last of Us 2, obviously, you know, didn't... Uh, didn't please everyone. <laughs> it was but, it was very, like, down the middle. You either loved it or you either hated it for most right. people. But I think it was more the style of what they were wanting to do, like kind of the larger scope. So I can understand wanting to basically go back to the well of the first game, like the story that everyone loves, but being able to make it without those restrictions of the PS3. But I don't, I mean, there's no reason to remake a eight-year-old game. Like, especially one that still looks great if you play it on PS4 or PS5. I saw some people on my timeline using the whole, like, Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil 1, and the timeline between remake was, I think, about six years. But, like, it's like, well, that's only six years. Like, well, also the technological advancement between the PS1 to the GameCube was dumb, like, huge leap. Like, it was, like, not, it's night and day. While the PS3, towards the end of its life cycle, wasn't the best thing. That shit was still, and especially with the PS4 mm-hmm. remaster where they touched up some soft edges, some edges. Like even on the PS3, I don't remember it looking terribly. I remember thinking, "Wow, this is amazing." It Holy didn't perform shit. super well, but it looked great. I don't remember that at all. I remember. I don't remember having any issues, but I wasn't really looking for that stuff. Oh, I was pretty really free. in, especially like oh, especially okay. when you're swimming, it would drop to like 15 or 20 frames a second. Oh, I never got. Yeah, um, I don't remember that at you all. You don't notice the big differences like we used to from Nintendo to Super Nintendo right. from to Super. Like now, it's like they're so minuscule. Yeah, um, it's a lot of it's on back end stuff. So like the the worlds you can make are larger and more detailed and stuff. But like if you just compare model to model, you're not going to see a lot of difference. The light lighting and also is all, like that would be the big thing is that the lighting would be like a hundred times better. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do with a remaster because you're still like, you know, again, they had to make sacrifices like with the world design and stuff. Uh, the way like you you create a level so that you can load resources around as you move and like, you know, smaller right. spaces, uh, that kind of thing. Like now you can have these huge open world games that load seamlessly. Uh, so that's kind of the, the comparison, but it's still... Just make a new one. I just, uh, yeah, I've <laughs> or make a new IP. The... Yeah, yeah, new IP. Yeah, like I think uh, that's what the other I, article always... is about. Mostly is like how they keep focusing on these same things over and over again, and they've lost a lot of their originality. Like we used to I blame get the stockholders. Oh yeah, we used to get a variety of things. Like you know, there would be like the the fat princesses um, <laughs> that were like kind of smaller, fun like party games. And even, you know, as divisive as it was, even things like PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, like, at least it was a different type of first-party game. (laughs) We're not getting that stuff anymore. Has Sony come up with anything really new since Last of Us? (laughs) Knack. No. I mean, that was before Last of Us, but... Same generation. No? That was a PS4 launch. It was after. It would have been after. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody keeps memeing the fuck out of Knack, though. So, like, right. obviously it didn't catch on enough. Yeah. They really just you don't have a Knack like... for original IPs. No one really does. I knew you were going to 
fucking do that. Um, only, in, only Nintendo really does. Um, yeah. But then that usually those usually comes from like them like working with a third party publisher to co-develop something that's a new like Astral Chain mm-hmm. available now on your Nintendo Switch. Go play Astral Chain. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I I do agree. I think um, it's too soon. Um, I, I'm also a person who thinks limitations are a good thing mm-hmm. because sometimes when you give somebody the unlimited freedom of hurry now do anything, now that you have the power to do something, sometimes you tend to lose your vision. Like, okay, I want to do this and this. And next thing you know, you're a what happened on my Max on Matt McMuscle show. Or it um, just gets bloated. Who knows that, that it just gets bloated and it becomes fun because The Last of Us was perfectly tailor-made to the concept made it and that's what made the game really amazing like i could tell you specific segments versus like some big open rpgs <coughs> assassin's creed um uh where like i tend to i don't remember most of those games because they're bloated as fuck and the, so a lot of the set pieces are unforgettable so yeah i don't know um just do last of us just do last of us three like seriously like uh days whatever it's called um they could uh, still uh, make it like a me. <laughs> they can still make it like a spiritual uh like reboot kind of because you'd be following new characters. I mean they're not gonna continue Ellie's story anymore. Like, come on. Aren't they making a TV Netflix movie or something along the lines? A HBO. series. No, it's an HBO series, H- yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so there I don't know, never mind. I don't know it just feels like if you're gonna do that, and I gonna, is that just a reason to make remake it? That's the reason to now. I I don't know synchronicity. Yeah, from the from like the like, hey, we need to get this game. It'll be great. Like like we already yeah. I could well, definitely that, they see can make that. money off of it, right? They're not gonna because yeah. they could be like, oh, we'll release this new game. We'll get all those all the profit because they're not gonna get profit of people buying the PS3 and PS4 versions. I could see them thinking like, well, we're making a TV show, so we're gonna expand the story out. Let's make a game out of that expanded story. <laughs> but yeah. it's just going to keep cycling. Like, but, you know, then we have to make a season two of the of the show to follow more of the story that they're doing in the reboot of the game. And it's like, game just make more of it to my territory now. Right. Yeah. Or at least remake a... better things. Like, where's Legend of Dragoon? Jerks. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a remake of that one. I mean, they. I mean, like they did. Like, I mean, like, um, what was the 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 skeleton dude? What's his name? Mixkelly Yeah, Mixkelly Tewelly. Yeah, exactly. Um, they bombs. did that game. Yeah, and maybe that's for, like you. They get they get one fucking. Uh, God, I'm trying to do a uh, Fresh Prince reference. Uh, I got one little sales bomb, and my publisher Sony dad got scared, so they made me remake Last of Us Part One. Um, that was bad. Sorry. <laughs> with my own uh, right? Yeah, it was long. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, and it's not like you know, Nintendo does the same shit. Like, we'll get the, we'll still get. They're still push, pumping out Mario, the Fire Emblems. They don't pump out like this. Sh- like, God, you hear Nintendo fans fucking. Where's F Zero? Where's this? Where's that? You know, where's Donkey where's Kong? Metroid? And stuff like that. Where's Metroid? What's what? What are you talking about? What's Metroid? Um, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Ah, um, so yeah, uh, what do y'all think in the comments? Let us know about what, 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 actually, here's a specific question for the audience. What Sony first party that, like, it's Sony owned, would you want to see come back for the PS5? It, don't play caveats, just your fucking wish. Don't say, well, they own the, like, I don't care. Just, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want to order? 
I'm, um, okay. So I put up a fun one. This is next. This is this is a fun one. This is uh, about speed running and apparently how it's been busted. Um, so obviously, you know, Super Mario uh, Brothers speed running uh, is like it's like fucking super sick. I think it's like it was like four minutes. Um, so uh, this is on from uh, a website artsetina.com that's very hard to pronounce for me sorry um earlier this week speedrunner uh Nifisky became the final player to ever beat super mario brother in under four minutes and 55 seconds um that might not sound too impressive on the surface it's only about a quarter second under the world record set by miniland just two months ago after all and less than god i feel like that world record's constantly changing but once you understand everything that needed to come together uh super mario brothers 455 barrier the feat becomes uh uh becomes Something akin to speedrunning's version of a four-minute mile. Uh, Nisu's performance is within uh, spinning distance of the machine-generated perfection of a tool-assisted speedrun, which uses emulator-recorded force frame. You know with a tool. We know what a TAS is. Um, you see those on YouTube all the time. So yeah, um, and th- and like this whole article goes to, like 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 how the precision of it all works and like the the techniques. Like I'm just fast. Like I'm not a speedrunner, but I'm fascinated by this stuff. What do you, what do y'all think? I'm not a speedrunner. But yeah. I've been watching these things for fun, and they're nuts. I, I just I oh. can't get pleasure out of that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'd lose my shit. Um, I feel lied to because I, I clicked on the video that they have in this article, and it is an eight-minute video. If it's a 4.55 run, why is it an eight-minute video? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because he resets in the middle or something. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's pretty accurate. Like, it's... Is that the right guy? Is that even the right... I think it's I think it's a different one. But I'm just... Wait, no. 454, no, 94. Yeah, that's, that's the right the... one. But at around... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. At 526, five... it pauses. Like, I guess that's when it's over. So he's probably just celebrating after that. That makes sense. I guess. Okay. Anyway, that 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 that's not all I had to say. But I don't get speedrunners. <laughs> I just don't have the patience, and the fact that people do this is amazing. And kudos yeah, I mean, to them. I, yeah, I I don't get pleasure in beating a game really fast. Yeah, but it is impressive because I've seen the the computer generated like the best perfect run you can get, and the fact that he got that close to it is mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Um, but also. I don't want to be mean, but it means he doesn't have much time on his hands. Like, I guess that's all yeah. he do does. I don't want to be I mean. mean it, just... Yeah. No, not, I get you. It's like this anyway with fighting game players when you see them do like those insane combos that I retweet on Twitter all the time. Um, it's like you gotta you gotta practice. Like that's what it takes, and I, I admire that dedication um, to do that. Like that's why, like even though like I don't really speed run, I think the closest I came to speed running was Mega Man X Four, and I fail at that every time I say I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, uh, namely because I'm not playing on original hardware and I get to deal with input delay, but that's whatever. I'm just a scrub. Um, I, that's why like I watch uh, Summer Games on Quick and Awesome Games on Quick every time it comes up during that winter and the, and the summer, just because it's like it's a, it's like it's super cool to see these games get broken or manipulated in a way that like just like whoa, you can do that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, I find the concept yeah. of speedrunning fascinating. Like. I, I like to watch runs and stuff because sometimes, like, the glitches they do can be applied to other things. So, like, you know, for example, if you're doing a randomizer, which I do enjoy, um, some of those glitches can help you bypass certain things and find more of the items that you wouldn't have wouldn't have access to otherwise. 
So like they're cool to know, but I don't I would never actually do a speed run. Um even like with randomizers, like I've seen people do the, you know, like speed assisted randomizers where it's like you try to beat someone else's randomizer time. I don't want to do that either. I just want to casually do a randomizer. But again, like those glitches come in handy in bypassing things or even just like, you know, time saving tricks, not necessarily glitches. Um, so it's still cool. Yeah, it's cool. I just I just don't get how they can get that good and have a job and I'm just old. Is that it? <laughs> how old what's the average age of these speedrunners? <laughs> Probably there's I mean there's some pretty old ones but like I imagine it skews younger just because of dexterity yeah. and button time. But there's definitely like like older ones who like who still can rock. There's always the whippersnappers that are trying to beat the the classic times, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move on. So we talked about PlayStation sort of like not developing first-party unique titles. Well, it looks like they may be doing that. May, may or may not be doing that, but not for the devices you want, but they might be doing it for mobile. Um, so apparently PlayStation Studios is hiring uh, for a head of mobile. Um, yeah, so uh, hiring a senior position who will lead development strategy of PlayStation mobile games and adapt some of the company's most popular franchises uh, to mobile. So not um, original it's a, it was. <laughs> Yeah, Last of Us Mobile, uh, Mobile Cashins. Uh, yeah, for pretty much. You never know; they might throw an original one on there. You never know. Uh, this is just pretty much to get things kickstarted. How do you feel about basically in, in short? Sony is trying to enter because I don't think they're actually in the mobile market like officially. They're really not. Um, like yeah, yeah. So how do you guys? Yeah, yeah. I just um, want another handheld Sony console. I, I love that. Ain't gonna Vita happen, brother. I PSP. I know because it would just lose to the Switch. But I I loved my Sony handhelds. I still play them. I, I think oh, with how far stars. mobile has come, I think that could basically become the next Sony handheld. Uh, because you're getting some you solid like, console-grade games on mobile now. It's just a lot of times mm. they have concessions because they're either free to play, and so there's all those gimmicks in it. Or they or, don't have these. Right. They don't have this. Or they have to do the, you know, the touch controls, which affects the gameplay. Um, like Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, for example, is actually a pretty good Animal Crossing game. Like it's, it's fairly fully featured. I mean, it gives you pretty much everything you want from Animal Crossing. It's just very free to play. <laughs> like the fact that you have to wait time for crafting things or pay money to speed it up, like that kind of thing gets old. Um, but then there's like, uh, Dragalia Lost, which is an original IP, um, just for mobile that Nintendo produced. And like, that's also a really solid game specifically built from the ground up for mobile. Yeah. Uh, so like it can be done. And I think a lot of times now, uh, oh, people have controllers for their phones. Um, like, you know, especially with like the project project X cloud and stuff that Microsoft is doing. Uh, they're building touch controls into some of their games that are going to mobile. But you can also use, you know, just an Xbox controller with your phone attached. And I think as that becomes more common, we might see more games that are possibly button-only. Or at least, you know, have the, the on-screen buttons rather than touch controls. Uh, but, you know, preferred controller support. Um, right. So I I think it could be good. And at the end of the day, like, it's if it's a separate 
studio, who cares? Like, it's not going to take development away from anything else. It's just going to give no. us the possibility of more good games. And if yeah, they're bad... As long as they don't say, what, you guys don't own phones? As long <laughs> yeah. as they don't say that, we're good. Yeah. Because, like, there's been some really solid mobile games out there lately. Even the yeah. ones that are very, just... like, free-to-play, like I said, with Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, there's still solid games, and people love them. I just, I can't uh, get into that yeah. mobile, that free-to-play grind. It's not fun to me. Uh, Wild Hearts. Uh, Apple Arcade, man. I, mm. I've, I've sung the praises of Apple Arcade for five yeah, months Yeah, I month. really want to play just... Fantasian. But that's, that's Apple Arcade only. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have that, Ben? It's five bucks a month. Like, like uh, I haven't touched Apple Arcade in a while, so okay. Um, I sh- I should do like a report on that at some I mean, point. But I don't have an Switch. Apple device. So it's not the it's not the price that's stopping me. Right, right, right. yeah. It's... I don't have an Apple device either. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, well, actually, it doesn't suck. I no, think it Android's doesn't. better for customization. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so that's cool. Um, you know, but some people are gonna be mad. So we're gonna switch some stories around, Justin. So we'll talk about. The next one, last, because that leads into the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to la- let's do the last stories real quick. Uh, Sonic Colors Remastered leaked by a uh, voiceover studio. So um, obviously, Sonic, it's his. You know, we haven't talked about the Blue Hedgehog in quite some time since this movie came out last year. Um, and apparently, like, Sonic Colors is getting remastered. I want to remind everybody, Sonic Colors is still locked onto the Nintendo Wii. For oh god, it's ten years old. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, yeah, apparently, uh, deal, uh, um, Studio Ink Sample had a listening for Sonic Colors Remaster. Dealing the studio worked on localization for the game in December 2020. Um, you can see the tweet in the screen. There's a there's a tweet out there with a screenshot of Sonic Colors Remaster. Uh, Sega has not officially announced the Sonic Colors Remaster, and so this appears to be a first indication that the project may be in the works. And should and should be the project real, it seems sensible to be predict that it may have. Uh, German localization, so that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, additionally, French game uh, retailer Songomelé uh, currently features a pre-order page Sonic Colors Ultimate for PS4, as leaks such as the infamous uh, infamous drop from Walmart ahead of E3 2018 uh, show retailers can know about unannounced games ahead of time, but retailers can do and, uh, and get things wrong. Um, so pretty much, just it don't don't guarantee on this. Uh, Sonic Colors released in 2010 on the Wii and Nintendo DS. So, how do you guys feel about a Sonic Colors remaster for the for like a new Sonic uh, like this? Wasn't this one you guys good? That game. Yes, I played it. It's it's fan. It's short, but it's considering before it was O six and Unleashed. Um, it's like pure, like very good two D uh, mixed with like good three like big section boost sections with Sonic. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, and the, and the, this is the first games with the Wisp. Um, like it very, really, very, very, it's really, really fun. Um, yeah. I, I didn't even know it was a Wii game. I thought it was a DS game. I guess it was both. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was, I had two different versions. Um, both versions are good. I've played both versions. I haven't played a Sonic game since Sonic Battle for the Game Boy Advance. So classic. <laughs> it's, that's, that's, that's a. I saw 06, just gameplay footage of it, and I cringed, and I was like, I'm done with Sonic. <laughs> yeah, no, you made you made the right call, but I will say, Sonic Colors, I, I, I kept wanting for years for Sega to, like, like re- re-release it for Steam, um, for 
anything else, right? At least something else. Port it to Switch. I mean, like, like you can't even use this. Like, oh, we use the motion controls. It doesn't. You can you can use the Wii Mote to do stuff in Sonic uh, Colors, but you can also play if you had the Wii. You could use your GameCube controller to play that game uh, mm-hmm. on that. So it's it's it has buttons, and that's how I played. I played with the classic controller. Uh, on my Wii, so I just want like if it comes remastered uh, with just like a better looking coat of paint, because uh, granted it is you know old by this point. Uh, I think I think that'll be great, and maybe obviously, unfortunately, it will not have Roger Craig Smith, which that that was his first game, so that'll be awkward. Uh, not hearing his voice as Sonic, um, but you know whoever they get, I'm sure will be fine. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, um, if you also sounds... like, you know, the fact that it's a rumor, like obviously take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But if you pair this with the announcement that he was no longer, like he found out he was fired, basically, like it makes you yeah. think that they were had something Sonic in the works, and they went a different direction. So now getting leaks of a Sonic game, it's probably real. But what I want to yeah. know is like if it's just a straight remaster of the Wii game. Or if it's, like, kind of an expanded... Because you said it's pretty short. Like, what if they maybe took, like, the, you know, the DS levels and, like, remastered those into the Wii game and kind of, well, like, did, like, a Generations-type thing with, like, the two playstyles? I mean... I mean... Did, have you seen the DS game? No. It's, like, it's, like, a complete... Like, like it's literally the same game, it's just the presentation is different. Oh. Um, like, like, and, and it used the DS as dual screens, but like, I, you couldn't really do that because it goes through the same sections. It's just that it's presented in with like the the people who made Sonic it, uh, Sonic Rush. It's those people. Okay. So See, I was thinking of like a, you know how Generations has like the Zone One, Zone Two, and it's like the same yeah. level but like 3D and 2D. I was thinking like that. No, nah, it's not really like that. Especially because Sonic Colors is a lot lot of 2D anyways. Like, there's a lot of 2D platforming sections combined the most 3d you get is when it's like a flat plane in front of you and you're like purling through enemies like that's the most 3d it gets and and boss fights but it's mostly on rails for those so can't really do that um unless in in the only thing i could see them doing which i don't i don't this is i'm kind of iffy about because i'd rather just play a sonic in the ds version you run into like knuckles amy rouge the sexy bat you run into those characters um and but in colors, it's just Sonic and Tails and their goofy shenanigans, and that's it. So you know maybe they'll make you play as Knuckles, mm-hmm. and you could play as as Tails. Maybe that, but that's the only thing you could see them coming. But they were not playable in in Colors DS. They were just like, hey, I was captured. Thank you for helping me, Sonic. Bye. Gotcha. I'm gonna go eat a hot dog. I would see them expanding um, it somehow. Yeah, definitely. Because there's a reason definitely. like they're doing new VO. So like. Otherwise, they probably would have just reused that same VO and made it look nicer. But they're right. clearly kind of starting over on on the cinematic front and need to redo the audio. Pretty much, yeah. It sounds like it, yeah, it'd have to be like a remake or remaster. Like, remaster normally is a fresh coat of paint, so they must be doing something additional to it. Yeah. Right. Which means maybe we'll there's, there's a future for the Colors series, because I know people really liked that stuff. Maybe they'll spell it with a U. Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel it's spelled with a U well I mean if, if it's Sonic Colors Ultimate then yeah there's a U there <laughs> no Sonic Colors U for the Wii U they thought they'd release one more game for the Wii U <laughs> <laughs> no, oh okay. man 
All right, so let's go into like the official final news because our actual final news segment segues into our topic of the evening. Uh, this is regarding Street Fighter Five. They had a spring update last week that came out. Um, it was like a Tuesday, and they basically showed off the two new characters, uh, Oro, uh, the Wandering Hermit. Who, by the way, if you haven't seen it, basic Oro is a character from Street Fighter Three Third Strike. He fought with one arm. Uh, constantly tied and he's very freaky looking dude yellow he's 130 years old he's a hermit uh so the cool thing about oro in this game animation wise is he holds so they wanted to keep the gimmick of him fighting one arm so obviously it'd be kind of boring just to have his arm tied so they decided that like it looks like they're having fun with it because in this game he holds a pet turtle that he'll call you'll see him toss in the air and like and catch and stuff like that so yeah, it's it's really creative. This there's some really creative animations. Like a lot of people are positive uh, about Street Fighter V's new characters. The netcode not so much, but we're not here to talk about that. Um, and all of his moves from Street Fighter Three are back. They gave him some new moves. Oro looks really really fun. Um, I wasn't. I never really played Oro when I played Third Strike. Uh, not that I'm an OG Third Strike player, but like you know when I played it on the PS3. Um, you know they show off his two V skills. Um, uh, so that that's pretty cool. I, again, the total tra- I won't break it down because terminology is kind of a lot. So, um, but, but you know, he gets his he gets his classic double jump. So that's a lot. Um, no official release date for um, uh, for Oro just yet. But uh, they then also showed off Rose, um, uh, the the lady from from Venice, Italy. Uh, she like uh, for, for those who don't know, Rose in from what I understand in the Street Fighter Alpha games and even in Street Fighter Four, she was very much considered a boring character. She was pretty much I have a fireball, I have a, a, a anti air grab where I can grab you out of the sky, um, I can do all these things. But she wasn't very like she had a cool design, but play style she wasn't exactly like the World on Fire. They basically remade her like they made her a new character in this game. She has one of the gimmicks, uh, her one of her V skills is she has tarot cards that do different buffs and she can either like weaken your defense and weaken your attack um do weird like increase more chip damage um sort of stuff like that and it's also like visually very distinct very very cool looking um uh and they showed off some of her no moves she gets uh, orbs in one thing and she can basically cross you up that way and um, another one she gets is a is a move which is kind of a harken to the uh, Alpha series where in the Alpha series it was called uh, uh, custom combos where you, if you do like a certain input motion a shadowy like thing would appear you and basically you could just do a super long combo that's your own so like and it's really cool looking and they kind of brought that here for Rose it's, it's called Soul Illusion and she pretty much she'll hit you the her clone will hit you and it's they showed off some really cool fun stuff with it like they're just having a lot of like a lot of fun with this character. Um, they, like, you know, again, Rose, when I first heard she was going to be in, I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Not really hype on Rose, but I'll definitely try her out. And then, to close it out real quick, uh, obviously we knew about Akira Kazama from Rival Schools. We knew she was going to be in the game. And in the previous update, they had teased Oro. Here we get a full gameplay trailer of, of her. And she looks, she looks sick. I, I, like, again, I'm not a Rival School player. Uh, gameplay, sorry. Um, I'm trying to speak very fast. Her bike, she looks really cool. Her bike looks badass. I always liked her design. Um, but her brother, uh, Daigo, uh, is, I guess, her V-Trigger too. There's at the end, you can see she pops V-Trigger, and then her brother just comes and goes, Pah! and then Dan just fucking falls to his knees. So, yeah, it, I don't know what happened, but it seems like uh, once Ono, who was the previous lead at, uh, under, like, basically, executive producer for Street Fighter V, once he was axed, 
you know, as much he credit he did to bring the Street Fighter, bring it back to Resident Four, him being on five is now being seen as a hindrance. So once he's gone now, ever since uh, with both the introduction of Seth and Gil, and now these new characters, it's like, oh my god, this has been the Street Fighter Five we should have had from the beginning. But it's here now, and it's fine. So uh, yeah, and still no revelation of who the final character is. Um, so uh, Capcom, it better be an SNK character. I swear to God. You're, you're hiding it for a reason, Capcom. Um, but yeah, uh, very, very cool stuff uh, from uh, the spring update of both Rose, Akira, and Oro. And um, and we're going to kind of segue the last bit of news, unless you have anything to say about Street Fighter V, because I know, I know Justin doesn't play fighting games. I play Mortal yeah. Kombat. <laughs> yeah. No Mortal Kombat right. news, sadly. Uh. I play Soul Calibur. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, that one too. So, move. Moving to the sort of last segment of news and then our 10 buttons topic about game preservation. Um, players are reportedly unable to download essential PS3 game patches um, ahead of the store closure. So just kind of get the preference. Um, so uh, a, play, a PSN professor is compiling all PS3 titles that are extremely technical difficulties downloading patches, which are often essential in order for the user to play online and earn trophies. The list includes uh, Journey, Little Big Planet, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Battlefield, just a list a couple of uh, Lego Star Wars the Complete Edition, just, a, little, just a, uh, a couple things going on. So we're already seeing the effects of the closing, and it's not even fucking July, guys. It's not even It July. already mentioned how difficult it was to even get into the store to buy anything. Yeah, it's probably because it's getting its traffic jammed right. like there's no tomorrow. But like, um, if people are but, struggling to get in and you know grab things at the last minute, and then that it's possible that once they finally get in, they're not going to be able to use the stuff they get. Like that really sucks. Right. Although I would assume if you download it, the patch would come with it. Like I thought that's how it worked, but I guess not. Um, I guess I guess depending on how what version it is. Um, but yeah, this is God. This is such a clusterfuck. I'm sorry. It's it's just. It's just a mess. Like, why? That's it. I, I, like I said it last week, I don't want to repeat myself, but um, I'll let Ten. Ten, you obviously have uh, feelings on this. Uh, yeah, I've been... Like, I've been saying this, like, since the PS... Like, the PS3 first came out. I didn't get the PS3 until whatever second model it was. I can't remember what it was called. Slim. Um, not the super slim, but the regular slim. I don't yeah, know. There's, like, slim. three models. Okay. I got that, um, but I said during like when it was announced with all this online stuff, and I like the whole digital store was coming, and I, I knew from the beginning. I'm like that was gonna be a problem because if people were buying things digitally, they wouldn't. If they just start, they're like, oh, the stores will never close. Like it's gotta close eventually. There's server space they gotta clear up. They're like they're paying for things that they're not really not getting much traffic from. So I knew it was gonna close. So that's why I still buy stuff physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw this, I knew it was gonna be a problem, and then. She, I didn't know how long it would take for it to start to become a problem. Uh, it really started to become apparent when the Wii store started shutting down and the Nintendo started shutting down services for the DS games and all their online stuff. I'm like, here it comes. It's going to come. And, and I knew like as soon as like like Xbox, like Microsoft or Sony decided to go, oh, we're going to shut down our stuff for our, our old consoles, that was going to be a big hit. And that's when we're going to be losing a lot of only digital store games like for the longest time scott pilgrim mm-hmm. which finally got a re-release for the switch and it got physical edition but if you didn't get it it was gone from the store like unless you had it already installed on your ps3 still like which i did thankfully mm-hmm. but 
we, people spent money, bought that, and what, you take it from the store, they spent money on now they can't even get it back to download? Yeah. That's, that's stealing. Uh, that's why we need to keep physical copies around, and if you have, to, if you're going to pull your whole store down, you should still have an archive of these games that people can go back and say, hey, I bought this game, let me download it, or you send me, I don't know, a burnt disc of it in the mail. I don't care if it comes with a case, put it in a CD sleeve or, <laughs> or a USB stick or something. Like, I spent money on this. I should just, like, you should, you can't take the money, like, you can't take it away from me. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. then there's oh. the issue of digital-only games, like you said, with Scott Pilgrim. And, like, you know, I, I said I have all of the Ratchet & Clank games physically, except the one I had to get in the store and buy. But um, one of them, I don't remember which one, like, has a sticker on it that says it comes with a digital download code for the Quest of, Quest for Booty game, which was, like, a digital-only, like, standalone DLC-type thing. Um... So, like, I own that because I, you know, put in the code and downloaded it, but, like, it's only digital. So, like, that's one of those things where, you know, luckily, as far as we know, any game that's already on your system will stay. But, again, like, we've had, we've seen things with, uh, if it needs an update. Like, if you haven't played it in a long time, you boot it up, says it needs an update. If the, uh, if everything's already down, you might not be able to download the updates. My and then you can't play the game. Is, yeah, my only suggestion is if you don't do all the updates now, um, don't let it connect to your internet when 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 it, the store shuts down. Right. And that's the other thing is I've seen people say I thought it was on this article, but it might have been somewhere else that the um, the CMOS is being affected, like basically the the internal battery, um, because that regulates like the yeah. uh, the settings and everything for your system, and. Once the server goes down, everything's going to be locked into your CMOS for the system. Um, when that dies eventually, which, like, I mean, batteries have a lifespan, uh, your system's basically going to be bricked. Because it can't do those internet checks to make sure that it can play its games. So, like, there's going to be a time... When these consoles that, you know, are internet connected can no longer connect to the internet and are basically useless. Well, that's when you have people like me who crack open the system, change the battery before everything gets reset. Right. But, but that's going to, but people are going to be like, it's already happening where people like when your Game Boy game or your Pokemon game battery dies, your Super Nintendo battery oh, yeah. dies, or, or your Sega Saturn. Well, that one's as easy as popping it in, but it's just. It, it, there's going to be a service for that kind of thing. It's not going to come cheap for the most part. Right. Because they had to like, oh, crack no. open a system, and the new, newer systems are a lot more complicated than like the Saturn or the PlayStation 1 or the oh, PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's going to be it's gonna be hard to do that. And and going on with the preservation is it, like getting physical games now is becoming, like you said, is ridiculous with the GameCube games and, mm-hmm. and 64 games. Like, games shouldn't. I'm a game collector. I have a few games that are worth seven, eight hundred dollars just themselves, which is ridiculous because they shouldn't be, and especially when they're newer games. Like and it gets to expensive... like a principle where, like, if you're a collector, you don't want to sell them because, like, you don't want to encourage that profitability. No, but also, like, like, you know, 
they're worth a lot of money. So it's like you gotta weigh that. Well, it, it's like one of the, like I bought my actually it was my wife who bought this. Um, like I guess it was ten years ago. <laughs> I guess it was roughly ten, maybe ten, maybe nine years ago. It was a PS2 game in our pawn shop for twenty dollars. It's called Kuon, K U O N for the PS2. Hmm. It can go. She got it for twenty dollars. It can go up to a thousand dollars. That's my rarest PS2 Jeez. game. That's a PS2 wow. game. Wow, I've never heard. And of it that. wasn't. It wasn't even a good game. It's a really bad horror game. Hmm. And I don't know why. Why games are fetching for a thousand dollars? It's different if you're talking about like sealed, like first print Mario Brothers for the Nintendo. I get it, but. And it makes sense if there was, like, a limited print. Um, or if it's actually hard to buy. Like, Harvest Moon, like, the one I just got for the Super Nintendo, is very hard to find a decent copy of on eBay because there's so many, like, reproductions now. That's another mm-hmm. thing we have to avoid. But I see the reason for it. But when you get games, like, sticking to the same generation, uh, Super Nintendo, Earthbound, where you can find pages upon pages upon pages of Earthbound cartridges, and they're all selling for, like, $400. I'm like, that's a problem. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not rare, and that's causing this problem with why why we find a lot more. I don't want to call it piracy because these games you can't really get anymore. Mm-hmm. Like there's games we'll never be able to get because Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo didn't actually ever get on Nintendo Online or whatever. So it, it can only be played on the Super Nintendo, and that's why people we we try to dump these ROMs and allow people to have access because we're trying to preserve it because eventually those cartridges are going to die. Just like CDs, uh, CDs are dying. There's uh, PlayStation yeah. games and some Sega Sega games are really bad for it. But this, there's CD degradation. You can actually sometimes some of the CDs you can hold up to the light and see holes peering through it because the quality of the CDs weren't good at the time, mm-hmm. and the lasers were burning them. So we have to take those games and burn them onto the. Even though like some of them are being re-released, like I have Legend of Mana, which is being re-released for the Switch finally. But like so excited. I have, I have yeah, me too. But I have to. I had to burn a copy. Not burn, whatever. I guess it's technically burning it. But I'm, I'm dumping the whole fi- game system, yeah. game on because we're not gonna have that option. Just a Mega Man Legends two. Like I have that. I had to put that because that's not on any online thing. I think Mega Man Legends one is on the PS PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. I think the first, the first two are, and even the Tron Bond, which that one goes for a stupid oh, amount of really? money. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Tron Bond's on there for. Yeah, down, oh, by the, yeah, Tronbon goes for like stupid money. It's ten bucks right now on the PSN store. Like, yeah, that's okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> Last time I yeah. checked, it was just the first Legends game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess it's been a few years since I checked. But then I got like Suikoden in two, Suikoden. In, uh, like, oh, that's those yeah, ones. Those I got, ones are. I, yeah, you can't Marvel versus Cap the Marvel versus Capcom games. Like, like they were delisted because of licensing issues, but you like you you. You can't buy those games anymore. They're gone. They've been gone for a decade now. And that's going back to these online store games where there's companies who had money and who put money in there and they can't make that money anymore, profits off those games. And they don't... Some companies didn't have it optimized to run, let's say, port it to the Switch. They'd have to rebuild the game from scratch to get it on the Switch. And now you're taking it down from the store. People, So the consumers are losing money because they're not going to be able to get it if they don't know what's going on. And then the companies are not going to be able to get money. It's just a problem, and that's why we're trying to preserve 
like I'm trying to when I like when I get games, I dump backups of it on my computer hmm. because eventually when these games are not we can't they're not on any store or they're hmm. not all the cartridges have died or all the CDs have deg- degraded. Like we're gonna need to have digital copies of this, and that's why there's. And then then we have the consoles themselves. Like you were talking about the batteries when they die. That's why how we have things like the Poly Mega or the Super NT or the all the analog pr- products. Uh, or if you're gonna go the digital route, which is the Mister. I think that's how they pronounce it. I don't know. I don't have hmm. one. Where you can just play. Uh, it's not software emulation, but hardware emulation. It's using the field program- programmable gateway chips that help make it so it emulates to the best of its abilities, the exact hardware of the Super Nintendo Genesis or anything you program it to be. Hmm. Um, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's what like uh, the analog systems use. Okay. Um, and and they and they work really well. There's like it, it almost acts like like I have my Mega SG and it acts like a Genesis. It has this. It it feels like I'm playing a Genesis. There's no like emulation lag or or weird things that go on. It it is a Genesis. At least it thinks it's a Genesis, basically, and and I'm that's why we have. That, I am pardon? a Genesis. Yeah, <laughs> no, basically. Would that make a sixty-four <laughs> emulation possible? Because it sucks. Yeah, so I'm hoping. Like, so there's the company Analog who's doing that with actual cartridges. That's for people who want to play the actual physical cartridges, which is what I aim for. But if you yeah. don't care about owning physical media, then you have uh, the Mister, which does. It's still hardware. It's still using the FPGA chip, but you use ROMs instead. Mm-hmm. But it, and it can, it can emulate. It can hold so many different cores. It's open source. People are like helping work with it all, so it can play arcade. It can play Super Nintendo, Nintendo, PlayStation, N sixty four, and it emulates the the system emulates on a hardware level. Okay. And it and it outputs an HDMI, and it looks good. So nice. if, if you want to look into emulating sixty four, I would go the Mister route because there is no current like version where you can do is that the hardware like uh analog does because they've only done nintendo super nintendo genesis pocket and they're doing the duo yeah i don't have any n64 games anymore anyway i just the like there's no good emulators for n64 some games run well but like it's just such a weird backward system that like no one's able to figure out how to perfectly emulate anything on it you know it's like the Sega Saturn and Dreamcast. They're one of the hardest things to emulate because of the weird yeah. shenanigans the arc- Sega the, did back the, Which is funny because those yeah. hardwares were the easiest to hack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just put a chip in. You can now play Burn Games. No problem. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of what I wanted to uh, bring up to you. Because like I emulate everything now. Like Even if I own the games, it's just easier Like if I need to record it or whatever to play a yeah. ROM of it. Um and so to me, I think preservation is at the digital level. Because like you said, physical media fails and things like that. Um, but, you know, there's also, like, the internet can go away someday. <laughs> and all we'll have is physical. So, like, you, on the other hand, tend to um, do hardware for everything. Like, you have yeah. your, you know, your... Uh, hardware boxes like the analog and the super NT and those kind of things. Um, I think you're even doing your uh, your Pokemon Nuzlocke through hardware, right? Yeah. Well, not yet. It, it was going through the Retron Five, which is em- a piece of emulation system. Um, but I do have an analog pocket coming in that was delayed till October. Gotcha. Because thank you, analog. Actually, I should thank the ship that blocked the canal. 
Mm. <laughs> that that'll yeah that that thing. Um, but, you know, I I I do do everything hardware because I I feel like I like the feeling of holding a controller. I like the it, it it's the small things of like it helps the nostalgia build up. So popping the game mm-hmm. in, pushing the button to pop it out, like that works for me. But we want to make it easier for people to who won't have access to these games because they're so expensive and they're eventually going to fail. So we dump them digitally for people who who don't want to spend $500 for Harvest Moon for Super Nintendo. Right. And I love that. So I, like, I find, like, every game I find, like, I hoard. So, like, I'll yeah. go and download a bunch of things that I've never heard of just to try them and to hold on to them. <laughs> yeah. I used to, like, you know, I'd delete ROMs off and stuff because, like, I was done with them or whatever. But now I keep everything. Um, so, you know, you never know when you are going to want to play it or whatever. Um, yeah. And like I said, even games I own because I've learned the the novelty of like being able to mod them and stuff is really fun. And you can't do that with physical media, but yeah, on the preservation side, like, sure. I've got a, you know, a box of random games from like GameCube. I think I've got a few PS one PSP, you know, DS three DS, like just random stuff. Um, but I had a phase in college where like, I was just really hard up for money. And so I saw how much a bunch of my games were worth and sold off like my, you know, first edition or whatever, like the the original run of Final Fantasy VII discs, yeah. and like I um, Zelda Minish Cap cartridge and box oh. and like a bunch of things oh, that were man. worth money back then. And I regret it now. Um, like I had a Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. Uh, oh wow! N sixty four cartridge. Um, that I didn't even like. My mom sold all her N sixty four games, so I didn't even get to sell that one. But, like, seeing how much that is worth now, I'm just like, oh, no. It was, like, 15 bucks at a KB Toys when they were closing. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, it, it it sucks. And that's why, like, I don't I don't know what to say. Like, it sucks when, when you see things like that happen to you. And that's why I refuse to sell my stuff. <laughs> yeah. I totally but, uh, get it. Yeah. But I had a copy of Earthbound uh, until my mom burned it. No. Oh. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's a whole. That's Purposely a whole burned it, or was it like <laughs> something accidentally happened? Uh, she, she burned, burned it because, because she was mad at my dad. Because it's saving my dad's game. Games. So yeah, I see. Okay, so got it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't um, sure if it was like you know she just accidentally burned it because she put plugged in the wrong AC adapter in the Super Nintendo and just fried no, it. No. I didn't. I wish that was the case. I'd be more forgiving. Because that, that can happen to the Retron 5 if you press the, put the wrong AC adapter in. So. <laughs> well, that's what I was worried about with yeah. the uh, PS5 power cable and the PS3. That's why I said it was fine because I've actually sw- I only have one, like two cables, so I share it between my PSP, PS Vita, PS2, and PS3. Gotcha. My PS4 has its own because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have a PS5 yet. I probably never will. <laughs> Understandable. Um but yeah, anyway, so, like, as far as preservation and stuff is concerned, like, I love when we get games, like, remastered and re-released or whatever. Like, I will always spend money on the new version because, I mean, you know, obviously games get dated and stuff. When you look back at them, they don't, they haven't aged as well as they have in your mind. All that good stuff. Um, but... I was talking about nice plays as good as it did back in 1996, bro. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean, it was a low bar to begin with, so, you know. Um, I think Legend of Mana still still holds up though. Oh, for sure. I yeah, I put a bunch of games like I got the the PlayStation Classic 
and I put a bunch of like you know other games onto it Spot after it. modding it. Smart. So that's Smart. like my one like hardware thing, and it's still I mean it's still ROMs. But my uh yeah my Genesis Mini and my Super Nintendo Mini are both like hacks for yeah. uh, with extra. It's great. ROMs. It's a great way to like have kind of you know quote unquote hardware preservation using digital so- digital media like yeah it, it counts kind of hardware it's not hardware emulating it's hardware but it's software emulation yeah no there's right. still yeah it's yeah yeah but it's, it's solid smart too. it was smart nintendo sega and sony would make an fpga kind of mini console using fpga and do hardware emulation that would make it more authentic you wouldn't like with the sega mini um I like it because it looks like a Sega Mini Gen- like a Mini Genesis, mm-hmm. but its emulation's horrible. I find it's the lag is astoundingly bad. Yeah. So that's the problem with software emulation. Is the, the PS Mini seems okay? Out. I haven't noticed I don't, too I haven't, much. I haven't played the PlayStation Mini because it didn't have any of the games that I wanted. Mm, that's why I hacked it. There was like I, I I kept everything on it because I think you have to, but there was like three games on it I actually cared about, and one of them was Tony Hawk, which has the better you know remaster now um yeah but yeah i put about like uh big man legends legend of mana uh uh chrono cross like a bunch of things that i loved as a kid i put on there and yeah legend of mana still holds up it's real good but it's still not as good as like a remaster because it's you know it's taking that that low resolution thing and blowing it up but my point was um I love digital preservation because, like, the PC community seems to care so much more about, like, you know, modernizing their preservation than the actual companies that make money off of it do. Because you can get, like, a... um, Like, a ROM of a game with, like, texture packs and all this stuff that make it look amazing uh, for free. And the companies will put out, you know, a, a nothing remaster that doesn't even play that well. Like, you know, Mario 3D All-Stars, for example, uh, full price and call it a day. And then you compare that to like the PC modded version of the original and it's like, it's night and day. And so I have like, I understand the desire for physical media and like, you know, keeping, keeping that stuff going. But like in your case, when you dump the games anyway to hold on to digitally, I'd rather just start there. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's why like it, that's why it's like a different type of person. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's me. Like I, I can't. I watch like a Super Derek, and he he's the same way. Mm-hmm. He likes to play physical, the physical cartridges of mm-hmm. things, and and that's the way I am as well. I I just prefer to have that. But there's some people who don't who don't care and they just want to have it so that's easy and accessible for them to just drag a file into an emulator and play it and that's perfectly fine i have nothing against that mm-hmm. uh I, I guess i just preserve games just so we don't lose them kind of like like now we're losing arcade systems i'm not sure if anyone's aware of that because this P- no one there's no documentation on those pcb boards and and how they worked so those old arcades for like teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game or or like, uh, was it Com- Missile Command or mm-hmm. or any of those games? Like, if you find an arcade and it doesn't work, it's going to be hard to fix it because they don't have documentation to fix it. And there's people out there who are documenting it, who are taking apart working ones 
and documenting and like doing like taking part components and doing x-rays basically on them so they know how it works so that we have all this documented so we can preserve it and maybe eventually we'll be able to recreate these arcades that's cool I thought it was all like you know on the MAME side where it's like they're just they're dumping the ROMs still, you know for uh, for like the the homebrew arcades like what I made. Um, yeah, I didn't know they were like trying to save the physical ones too. Well, they're just trying to understand how they work because we if somebody I, like I would love to own an arcade like an actual legitimate like PCB boards like stacked in their mm-hmm. arcade just to have. But if it was it was bro- if it broke, I wouldn't know what to do. Right. Not to mention getting a CRT TV, and that's a whole other issue with yeah. preservation. Is because <laughs> CRT TVs are dying now, and some of those games play better on CRTs or can only be played on CRTs. Like uh, Duck Hunt can only be played on a CRT. Yeah, uh, like, getting... yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't play like on games on uh, on HDTV. It just doesn't work. Hmm. No, and then you have uh, like the old Atari, ColecoVision, and Intellivision. I need a CRT to, for my games, like to. Because that's the only way I'll be able to get it to work, really. Unless you get the coaxial adapter, but eventually coaxial is going to go away on TVs. It's all going to mm-hmm. be HDMI. So I'm pretty sure I have a TV that doesn't have a coaxial. I actually haven't looked at. I bought a new TV like a few months ago. I haven't actually looked at the back of it yet. I know it doesn't have component. It just got right. HDMI. So I'm like, well, there's another, another thing that doesn't have an HDMI. Or er, ten years uh, TV, same TV. <laughs> I need to get a. I need to get a PVM. <laughs> um, but that's thankfully we have a fix for a lot of that and that's having like um, like obviously converters from comp- composite to HDMI but if you want to get an authentic experience you get the like something like an open scan I think I have it right here an open source scan converter which kind of gets all your RGB or your SCART or your VGA that goes in and it all outputs to an HDMI and audio that way so you can play your new con- old old consoles like an actual Super Nintendo on a TV that doesn't mm-hmm. have comp component anymore, and that does put scan lines on there, and that's what I like. Hmm. Nice. It someone's always got our back <laughs> with this stuff. Yeah, and, and thankfully, because I'm not like I I know about a lot of this stuff, but if you ask me like all the technical electrical chipset about all this, I'd be like, because I just like I've been buying games just to collect, but now I'm just start just starting in the last few months to get into preserving mm-hmm. because I'm looking at my games and I'm going like I don't know when they're going to die right and I want to back them up and I know there's lots of backed up already online but I don't know who's touched them <laughs> at least these I know are clean yeah I go through uh, Vim's layer because I... that's a specifically a preservation site so I know they're safe um I I started downloading from Vim's Lair, I swear, in, like, 2000. And I found them again just, like, I guess at the beginning of this year again. And I'm like, this thing's still alive? Yeah. Very solid. I could not believe it. It's, like, that's where, like, that's where I go for all my, like, if I need to get an emulator for my buddy because he he emulates his stuff when he streams. It's, like, Mm -hmm. that's clean. Mm -hmm. I've never found a cleaner emulation ROM downloading site other than Vim's. The only problem I usually have is if I need something specific, like, you know, randomizers need, like, the, the exact, like, 1.0 version type thing, or if it's something too new, uh, because it is preservation, so they tend to focus on retro, uh, yeah. because that's for, you know, legacy, rather than just not having to buy a new game. 
Um, yeah. But I don't do a lot of that anymore. I used to pirate everything. Like, I only played games because I was, you know, I was too poor to get the, like, the games on GBA and stuff back in the day. Um, I completely am fine with that. I'm sorry. When I was a 14-year-old boy, I didn't have money for a Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. And my parents were going to buy one for me. Like, I'm going to emulate. Like, I'm sorry, giant Nintendo. You're getting a billion dollars from a bunch of other rich consumers that have rich parents. Let me, poor me, download this and exactly. emulate it. But now I pretty much, like, if I want to mod something, like with my, you know, my Majora's Mask, like, HD stuff, like, I mean, I I can only do that on PC. So, yeah. I do. Um, and, like, I've, I found a, a goofy thing that's, like, uh, custom models and stuff in Wind Waker that actually makes it, like, a Pokemon game, which is really fun. Oh, um and, like, I just, I dabbled with uh, grabbing Breath of the Wild, which is, like, like they have a working Wii U emulator. Um, grabbing Breath of the Wild and putting some texture mods and stuff in that just to see how it looks. Like, it's, it's more playing around than actually playing them. I think um, I saw a video of Breath of the Wild running at 60 frames a set or sec- second, or yep. whatever, 60 FPS at 4K. And I was like, I've looked at that and I'm like, can I get that, please? You can. I have it. <laughs> I, I, I just, I... I I want that physically, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I I just like playing around with that stuff. That's a whole other topic on like you know PC modding and stuff, which is also fascinating. Well, but that's, I, like, I think that's it kind of like dump- yeah. I think it kind of goes into preservation because like when you grab those things for modding, like it's it's bringing new life into those games that have probably been lost to time. Yeah. So I mean, there's still some merit to it. Well, like, like, uh, like with my games that I dump, I go to romhacking.net and I download a bunch of hacks for them. Some mm-hmm. because I have fam- Super Famicom games that I can't play because I don't read Japanese and I yeah. don't think I ever will. But I can dump a physical copy of it because it never got released in North America and get a translator on it and translate and play it. Exactly. Sure, I'll have to get. Uh, sure, I'll have to get like a what a, an EverDrive for the Super Nintendo, or whatever they call them, and then I can play it on actual hardware or if. There's a few actual soldering people who can, like, literally apply the translation patch Oof. with a chip on the actual hardware, wow. which I'd love to do. No. The one that I follow <laughs> is called Voltar, V-O-U-L-T-A-R. Um, he takes Super Nintendo and Nintendo games. He has, like, his own custom chip or uh, PCB board with a chip that he buys, and you can reprogram it and put the translated ROM on it and solder it to your actual board and pop it in your Super <laughs> Nintendo, and it'll play a translated version of the game. That's super cool. Yeah. And it doesn't... The one thing I loved about it, and I, this is why I liked them, it doesn't harm the original stuff. You can desolder it, and it'll run just like it was never touched. Huh. Nice! That's crazy. So it's he's preserving everything about it, but allowing English speakers to play a Japanese-only game. That's so, super cool. I just assume you have to get the ROMs of them, because I used to do that all the time, like with Pokemon games before they had worldwide releases... I would grab, like, as soon as there was, like, a, you know, partially translated uh, Japanese version, which was still, like, months before we'd get the game, I would grab it and just struggle my way through it. <laughs> because I'd get to play the game before anyone else. But that's, like, a whole other level. Yeah, um, but, I don't know. That's just something that's interesting. Again, that goes with preservation, in mm-hmm. a sense. Because we're we're still... we're. It's preservation, but also introducing something new to, like, the audience. Like, 
a bunch of people who didn't know what like Live Alive was or Seek, Secret of Mana 2 or Seek and Distance 3 or Trial of Mana, however you want to call it. <laughs> people didn't know what that was till like till like a bunch of ROM hacking got involved and they're like, oh, but there's a bunch of games we don't know about. Like we had Final Fantasy 3, but it was actually 6. So it's actually introducing, it can hopefully bring life back into the new games. They're not old games. Bring back life into, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I English know. English language sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, um, oh. we never got the original uh, Star Ocean uh, on yeah. the Super Nintendo. We, we never got, got that here. We got the PSP uh, remake of it, but, you know, yeah. that's another example. Or the Dragon Quest game, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, because I, I actually just got a shipped copy of the Star Ocean for Super Famicom this week. Because it was like twenty bucks, I'm like, sure, why not? Hmm. But uh, nice. the interesting, the interesting about that uh, game, I didn't know, is it uh, it does not use the same type of PCB build as every other Super Nintendo build. So uh, I have, I have no way. If I, I don't even think I could dump the Grom, because oh, like, wow. it's obviously been dumped, but not with the equipment that I have. So I'll have to look and research on that one, because it had like a built-in, it had a built-in like graphics compressor. Because it really? was so big. Yeah, it, it was I, like, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it was, that and Tales of Fantasia for the Super Nintendo were the biggest games for the, like, for the Famicom, or Super Famicom. Hmm. So yeah, there's, had, like, this there's still some old games that, like, we never got that I remember vividly and wish I could play. Um, and I actually haven't checked, like, I, you know, most of them I haven't checked to see if, like, there's, you know, updates with, like, English translations and stuff since... But the one that stands out, I had to, I should make sure I remembered the name right. Uh, Blood of Bahamut. It was a DS game from oh. like 2006, 2009. Um, and like we got some trailers and stuff for it. Like it looked super cool. Obviously there were, you know, Japanese trailers, but it was before the English translation, which we never got. Um, yeah. And it's like a, like a multiplayer action role-playing game that has kind of like shadow of Colossus type thing. Cause you're basically like climbing these creatures and like fighting while like your whole way up. And it looks so cool. We never that got looks it. Amazing. No, really? So, um, I wonder if, do they have a translation? Right. That's, that's what I want to check now. Cause like this conversation reminded me of this game. I haven't thought about in years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's, yeah, it's true. Like the, the, the preservation aspect, like, the way PC has kind of kept things alive and people's minds and just, you know, in modern gaming is insane. And I love it. Um, there is the translation for it. Sorry. There is? <laughs> yeah, there is. I will have to grab uh, that and try it. Romhacking.net has it. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add to the to this to this discussion? Uh, ten. Uh, this is this is really fascinating going through all this. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, people be kind to your games, <laughs> um, because you don't know. Like you might, you might like have this old game, like I don't know the McDonald's DS game, and you're like, ah, oh, whatever, just chuck <laughs> it. Um, don't, um, because you don't know what you have, and you don't know if it's been preserve properly i don't know what else to say like it, it we want to preserve as much as we can and and make it accessible to everyone and make sure it's not forgotten to time yeah i still have a copy like an original uh gba copy of golden sun that went through the washer once and still works and i will cherish nice. that thing forever <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> all right 
All right, boys. I think that's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, let's go ahead and go around the table. Uh, Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on various parts of the internet, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, I've still been streaming uh, here. I keep forgetting this isn't Thomas's channel anymore. <laughs> um, uh, technically three days a week. I mean, we do the show Mondays and then I have a multiplayer stream on Thursday and a single player stream on Friday. Uh, when we end this, it'll go to my offline screen, which has my stream schedule. So just look at that. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm working on some Ratchet and Clank retrospective stuff for YouTube. Uh, so I'm back. And Mr. Tim Button Gamer, where can the people find you at? I'm officially pretty much dead on YouTube. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on big hiatus. I've been on hiatus there for years. So if you want to go look at my old stuff, go ahead and find it there. Uh, but I do, I do stream uh, Wednesdays at 730 I should say Eastern Standard Time, and then uh, on Friday I also stream at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So you can find me on Twitch there, or or on my Facebook because I I do multi uh, multi stream Twitch whatever multi stream is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah multi stream. So, yeah. yeah, so find me on either Twitch or Facebook there. The Ten Button Gamer. That's it. Awesome. And you can find me at twitter.com slash for all things related to the self proclaimed marvelous one content uh click the pinned tweet for my video which is on hades unfortunately my video for earth uh my marvelous ramble video on earthbound will be delayed because of stuff with my grandmother going on right now it's kind of kind of not in the mood to make it um i i'm trying to i will try to have it out by april but no promises um but i look forward to making that video uh of course i stream also uh, three nights a week on twitch.tv slash e2814 uh sundays at 6 p.m Central time Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, yeah, so uh, Tyler and I will be playing Monster Hunter. It might the, the 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 stream with Tyler might be changing because of his schedule, but those are the days I will be live. Um, and uh, of course, thank you um, for checking out uh, Atomic Shots, uh, the latest episode, uh, the penultimate episode of of it went out last week, which is Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019 that Tyler and I recorded, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, we had to delay the official review of Shin Godzilla, uh, so that's why that hasn't been uploaded yet. But we did record the watch along with Thomas and Justin, uh, so that was a lot of fun. So I might just put that one up first since I know Tyler told me it's finished. So you might get that one first, even though the plan was for me to have that one last. But it, you know, whatever. Um, so uh, look for look forward to the Shin Godzilla watch along and look forward to uh, Shin Godzilla review. Uh, and of course, Tyler and I will be back in the summer for uh, our review of the DC animated movie uh, cinematic universe. Thank you all for listening. Everybody watching on, thank you everybody for watching on Twitch for coming by. We will see you all next Monday, same time, same charge channel. And remember guys, no matter what, stay charged. See y'all next week guys. No matter what. It's a threat.